The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Twas the age of Queen Victoria's, a period notorious, so many brand new goods we did create. Our list is long and glorious, though I don't intend to boyers, was a time of great invention. Was it really? What did we invent then? A chap called Henry Bessemer invented molten steel, which led to other chaps creating the automobile, which led to petrol tires and bikes, so all that was required was roads, so concrete came and tarmac thought up too. You're hired. Tarmac steel. steel, the automobile, seal of rubber wheel, such inventive zeal, still there's plenty to reveal, Victorian brains worked overtime to come up with ideas, we invented light bulbs, nice one, cheers, typewriters and radios, now news was fast conveyed, hello, a telephone was no good till a second phone was made, hello, did not snooze. Always had another ruse. The latest flushing lose. Professional as always. Well, I thought I was going to have a little bit longer than you because we have done. Is, is, you know, every week we we come live and I go to say hey yo like I normally do. So good evening everybody. Hey yo. But all anyone hears, or when I when I, what I hear when I play it back for the audio version, is me going eh, 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 yo because my internet plays up. Wow, you just, I mean, we've done a, over a hundred live episodes now, mm. and I, I bet less than 50% <laughs> you have come in on time. Yeah, maybe. But it's not like I'm late, late, is it? It's not like I'm sat here, you know, no, you're, you're sat here on your own. Away on your bed. Yeah. I mean, there has been times when I thought I would actually be sat here on my own when you've rocked up with like 30 seconds to go bollocks i've never turned up that late never many never. a time i've had to message you and say <laughs> where are you <laughs> yeah that does happen that bit does happen that is true oh dan griffin um, in the dan chat griffin already straight away did sad just say he comes live every week i know he enjoys these shows but fucking hell that's why you only see oh, from yes. the top down because underneath he's russell branding it uh, it's it's terrible down there. I mean, up to the point where I've had to I've had to put you know basically waterproof material on the carpet just to, just <laughs> <laughs> a three mix rubber that sets yeah. very very quickly. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, bit of an accident at work today. Threw a load of that. Ball. That was a screw up. Uh, we were just talking about cats, Magsy, weren't we? I mean, yeah, and I was just saying, what has my life become? Where our pre-show conversation. <laughs> is is a cat that is terrorizing you that doesn't even live with you <laughs> and uh, you you keep this cat around it trashes your house <laughs> you keep it around because the cat is nastier and your own cats the cats that you actually own don't like they, well no they don't they don't <laughs> they like me at dinner time but that's about it a bit of context for everybody um <laughs> As me and Magsy were sat here, you know, ready to go live and so on, Sharon flew into the bedroom quickly to grab her, her phone charger, which she left over there. Not our cat is... I bloody hate you, that cat. <laughs> Not our cat is pissing me off, she shouted. <laughs> and I'm sure, Sharon, I really appreciate that terrible impression of her as well, Magsy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was spot on. It was like she's in the room. <laughs> and basically, uh, next door's cat... He's, he's an old boy, as we mentioned before. I think he's 14 or 15. He's, he's getting on quite a bit. Um, 
he months and months and months and months and months and months ago decided he was going to start popping his head into our house. And then he'd come in the house for a little bit. And then, you know, he started hanging around a bit longer. And then he'd get on the sofa and all this sort of stuff. But he's quite a cuddly old boy and so on. I mean, we'll call him uh, Toby because that's his name. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to come up with a cat pseudonym then. <laughs> <laughs> but in the last in the last week or two, he started to be really fucking naughty. And there you go, Sharon saying there, like literally in the time it took her to run upstairs, get her phone charger and run down. She's saying in the chat there, <laughs> not our cat, was sat chair. in her chair when she got downstairs. <laughs> now, Sharon's decorated downstairs, uh, you know, a couple of months back. It looks really good. She's done a fantastic job because DIY is not my forte. I know that will surprise a lot of people, but DIY, <laughs> I'm not that, you know, I'm not gifted in that way. So Sharon's done a fantastic job with the wallpaper in and all this sort of stuff and hung the telly on the wall with a bracket, which means that the TV cabinet underneath there's a bit of space on there then for Sharon to put certain bits and bobs of her own. So she's got like a Dallas Cowboys helmet there and a couple of models and all this sort of stuff and other stuff that, you know, she, she loves in the last week or two, next door's cat has decided that's where he must lie at all times. <laughs> so he's slowly <laughs> been nudging the helmet off the, off the side. It's not those, those slowly about it. He gets on there and just goes, don't want any of fucking this. Don't yes, want any of slam. <laughs> and now I'm going to lie down. Um, and then today, whilst I was upstairs uh, watching this, this wrestling match and, and getting stuff ready and so on, I heard a bit of shouting and a door slam. I thought it was my daughter going out saying, Tala, shutting the door, whatever. It turns out it was Sharon kicking the cat out because. And wow, bear, in mind, <laughs> bear in mind, he has never done this. He was up on the kitchen side, right? But not just up on the kitchen side, which, again, if he was up on the kitchen side, that would have been a surprise in itself because he's never done that. And he's not the most energetic. He's a bit, he's quite sloth-like, to be fair, this cat. He doesn't move a great deal. He's very slow in everything I mean, he does. He, he is a very old cat. Exactly. Um, but he was up on the kitchen side, apparently, trying to eat our bread, which is in the wrapper on the side. And he's biting and clawing at the wrapper to open the wrapper of the loaf of bread up to help himself. I don't know what he wants, a fucking sandwich or something. <laughs> carbs. He's, he's, he's on the Aki's day and he's desperate for carbs. Yeah. But he did this the once. And then apparently he did it again after this, even though Sharon had kicked him out. He found his way back in the house somehow. And he was doing it again. And I don't know why he started doing this. He's, he's, he's being quite naughty. Maybe you just get better quality bread than the neighbours. Maybe. I don't know, maybe. It is, um, I don't know what we might actually do. We're six minutes into this show, folks, and uh, I apologize for Sars cat ranting, uh, but we will eventually well, talk about wrestling, I promise. To be fair, to be fair, I was going to say the uh, the sort of pre-show chats that we have today was dominated by talking about me fucking up at work and this cat being a nuisance in my house. We discussed absolutely nothing to do with the show. That's the level of professionalism that goes into this this live production here, isn't it, Max? <laughs> and that's, that's a, the, the common thing about it. We very rarely discuss anything to do with the show. We nah. absolutely wing it. And yeah. yet it's the best entertainment Going. On, on the internet today so yeah, what imagine if we do? put in effort imagine what we could do if we <laughs> actually tried oh, and you're going to have to imagine because it ain't going to happen anytime soon <laughs> but anyway
afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, episode 134, brought to you by SJP World Media. I am Sai, and with me as always is the ultimate warrior to my ultimate warrior, especially after today at work, I fucked up a great deal. It was a bad time. The general... I think I've lost my job again. <laughs> yeah, I fucked it up again, Sir. The general Adnan. To my short attention span, <laughs> we all know that's true. A podcaster who makes every combination possible a match made in hell. The podfather himself, Lord Mags. Or should I say podfarmer, Mags, as I see your handle has changed on our little screen there. I mean, thanks for keeping up. It's been that for months now. So No, I know it's been that like that there. I'm pointing and no one can no one on the live version can see which is bad enough but also this and comes out as an audio in the wrong direction as well am I? That, so that, that was no fun. that's the right direction for me that's over there look. yeah but you for me you're pointing the opposite way but anyway but, um, but yeah. I'm I'm absolutely fine I'm doing really well um, I would like to hear about this uh, this announcement that you've got to make as regards to the future of SJP uh, Media God I didn't even notice that. see okay Pig Splatters, as always, the, the Photoshop wizard that he is, makes our backgrounds for the show every week, and we are hugely, hugely grateful because they always look fantastic. They're always relevant and new to every episode. And sometimes there's not much notice here, and they just pop up in a little group chat and say, there you go, lads. It's fantastic. We're hugely appreciative. Great work. Yeah. Popped up in the little group chat on Twitter today, and I said, like, what does that say in the fucking corner there? And then I twigged, and he's put alternatives up. I said, you could use this, or you could use this. But Magsy has said, no, fuck you. We're doing this one. And it says, on, for those listening on the audio version later in the week, uh, well, namely UTT, Rob, don't get too excited, because this is not going to happen. It says in the corner here on our live screen, coming soon to SJP World Media, the Babylon 5 podcast with Cy Powell. Do you not I think I'm busy enough? Are you really? Um, are you a big Babylon 5 fan, yeah? It's out of all the Babylons, five is the best of the Babylons. It? Yeah. It's four. So when weaker. does this start? It doesn't. It's not going to happen. So, so it's not happening. No. So why advertise that it's happening? Well, you put it up there, and somebody else created it. I've had no say in this whatsoever. And actually, that's a lie. I had a say in it. I said no. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that was my say. <laughs> I'm actually now concerned that. That King Pigsman has realized how much power he wields doing yeah. these graphics. I think that some of the comments in there are going to get worse and worse week by week. Oh dear me. Well, uh, Pigsman is in the chat now saying he promised he'd do it earlier. I fucking didn't, you liar. <laughs> this Babylon 5 podcast. Sorry? When does it start? This it doesn't. It's not going to start. It's not going to so, start. And it's not happening. So you're basically you're a liar. You're lying. You're lying no, to the I've never, I've, I've never lying to yourself. Said. Oh my god! You've got about three or four episodes of this in the can. Have I? Fuck! <laughs> I don't even know. I, I know this upsets UTT Rob quite a bit, and I apologize. It, apologize in advance to him if it upsets him again. But I always thought it was part of like the Star Trek universe. But apparently, it's completely on its own. It's nothing to do I, with that. I have never watched it. No, normally, normally, it's 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 too nerdy, even for me. I, I, again, I might be completely wrong, but it's um, it was explained to me as being quite political and like you know, different groups and warring factions, but it's all sorted out by having a sit down rather than like a big laser fight in space. So, well, that sounds shit. 
<laughs> yes, we should look at Babylon 3 instead. That, that will be another podcast that I will not be listening to. But if mm. you enjoy Babylon 5, um, keep an eye out or an ear out for Sar Cummings. Not going to happen. The, well, you keep making yourself you to be call, a liar then. What, are Babylon 5 fans, do they have a name? Like Doctor Who fans, apparently, I found out online recently that they call themselves Whovians. Okay. okay, and obviously Star Trek fans call themselves Trekkies. What are Babylon Five fans? Geeks. Ah, okay. Virgins. Thank- Virgins. Virgins. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we go to the chat magazine and see who's there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's quickly gloss over that. <laughs> so we'll start today with King Pig's Matters, the amazing Photoshop wizard, and quite terrifying power wielder now um yeah. if you want anything advertised contact ping king pig's <laughs> and he will uh he will stick that in, in the in the graphic. Oh, I, I didn't even think of that he can have a little side light now can he yeah he's making more money off this podcast now than we'll make <laughs> that's amazing we don't make any money off this podcast <laughs> so so a deal one pence per video and he's already making way more money than us um yeah. Uh, King Pigsbanner says, when a deep injury is done to us, we never recover until we forgive. I'm sorry, Sharon. Is that still going on? Oh. Sharon has got a no. long memory. And no, she, I think, I think it's she holds a grudge. She holds a grudge, though. I think it's all blown over. I think it's okay now. She's no. more preoccupied what those fucking cats doing, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, you've been given a reprieve until yeah. the cat gets booted out. Uh, Sharon in the chat as well. It's Monday now. You know what that means. Oh, yes. Dan Griffin, did Sar just say he comes live every week? Well, we've covered this. He is now he's got he's set he's got a semi lab on. Let's 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 know go two ways about uh, it. I was gonna say in the buff from the waist down, but even that's a lie. This t-shirt's cut off like a crop top. My belly's out and everything. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 he's wet, he's like Shawn Michaels, like 1996, 97 Shawn Michaels, basically. Mm, yeah, exactly. Like assless chaps. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's actually what I wear to work, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a uniform. That's a uniform in Gloucester. Uh, King Pigsblad is trying to uh, butter up Sharon with a hi, Sharon there, and then uh, hello to Dan, um, the best pal in the business, Charlie. Hello, Charlie. How are you, uh, Connor from uh, Connor No Soccer? Uh, hello, Cedar Ref. How are things? How are we this afternoon slash evening? We are doing very well, Connor, and uh, glad that you're here to join us. Not our cat was sat in my chair when I went downstairs. Oh, dear, listen to you. <laughs> hey, CWF. I'm going to spend, in fact, I might spend all episode doing a Sharon impression. What do you think? I don't think you should. <laughs> no, I don't. She will kill me <laughs> from halfway down the country. Yeah. Morty in the chat as well, uh, calling everybody spaggos and, uh, um, I promised I would catch the second episode of Safe Space Sessions. That's the name in it. I've got that. Yes, right. Safe Place yeah. Sessions. Uh, where uh, Morty uh, and uh, James have a, a very frank chat. And uh, I was speaking to Morty in the DMs. And uh, part two of that is uh, going to be coming up pretty soon. So, yeah, it's a for me, it's a really important show. Uh, so I'll definitely go and check it out. Uh, and if you want to be a part of it, yeah, just just uh, let yeah, us know. Definitely. Um, definitely. Every, everyone welcome. Um, King Pigsbad is saying hi to Morty, and then Morty saying he's he he's been meeting largely from Ranta Masters. Just got back to the hotel in town for this nonsense. <laughs> uh, and then 
Dan says, largely is the best jacket potato in all of the land. Large and doesn't move a lot. Is that me in cat form? <laughs> so, is largely a cat? I don't know. I don't know. I know that um, Ben and Morty met up today. So I don't know if he's making the reference towards Ben now. Um, that would be very rude, wouldn't it? Mm. Uh, Morty said, the first thing I've said to him is, you're real. I was worried you're, you're <laughs> a figment. <laughs> and Some... then oh, Morty asks, how are the meringues? And Sharon says, the meringues are meringuing. Sharon this... making meringues? I love no, that. no. This was, uh, there was an episode of the Morty and Fitch show that they were, that lads were recording. And I was sat doing a bit of editing and, and other stuff. And then my computer may start making funny noises. And it was those two fuckers giving me a random call. So after lots of messing about trying to sort, cause I was downstairs trying to sort a microphone out and all that sort of shit. Eventually I said, okay, I, I've got 50 minutes. I'll, you know, we'll have a chat that turned into pretty much the whole show. And then Sharon took the headset and was on the show for a while. Even Charlie popped on and said hello for a little bit as well. Um, oh, wow. But there's some kind of dirty innuendo involving meringues that I was not privy to between my wife and Morty and Fitch. So I'm going to have to wait until that show actually comes out to hear what they were discussing. So, uh, and and Sharon hasn't let you in on, on the, the job. Uh, yeah, I, I've kind of got the gist of it, but I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna, I'll wait till the show comes out. So okay. it may you even be out now start. as we speak, actually. It could well be. So go and check it out after, after this, obviously. After this, um, yeah. Scottish Dan in the chat. Hello, sir. How are you? He says, hey, you're CWF. Um, then Morty says, poor old Rob, what a tease you are. Um, so I'm assuming it means that you mentioned Rob listening to the to the podcast. And then he, uh, Dan says, today of all days, when Huddersfield Town have announced Neil Warnock's retirement and you're teasing Rob, talk about kicking a man when he's down. Reprehensible, sir. You why am bastard. I why am I getting all the heat for this? I've not this is not down to me. This has nothing to do with me. Well, King Pittsburgh says he promised he'd do it earlier, and there's a written contract, <laughs> and it's a real letdown. Um Mag's missing the perfect opportunity to drop a cunt bomb there. Brilliant. There we go. Started already. Ten to nine. Fantastic. <laughs> Morty says he I thought he called them geese. Saggy geese. Yeah, I love in jokes, especially when you don't get them. <laughs> it will never be blown over, Simon. So the, she the calls me Simon. Pizza. She called me Simon. You're in the shit, and people Uh-oh. have picked up on that. Simon. Mm. Sorry, only Sharon. Na- only my nan calls me Simon. I'm now very worried. I know. I best not to do the impression that she said. I know where you <laughs> live, Mister Bags, and that, folks, is the end of the Sharon impressions for this episode. Fantastic. <laughs> Dan Griffin says both episodes of SPS have been excellent. Listening and great food for thought. Yeah. They, oh, um, brilliant stuff. Largely is Ben from Ranta Masters. Every time Beans uh, Beans Beans says largely, Ben says don't call me largely. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens when you don't listen to podcasts. You miss out on these uh, yeah. these in jokes. I really should listen to these podcasts because they, from what I have heard of them, they are absolutely quality, and I'm I'm i feel like I'm missing out. Yeah, I, I, my listening. I think I said last week, didn't I? My listening's dropped dramatically as well mm. since I started this new job. Yeah, yeah. We we learned this side down. 
That's what happens when you're big time, though. You become big time. And well, this you just is it. Forget, you this forget it. everyone beneath you. Uh, you know, when, when, says, you're, when you're Premier League, you don't spend your time looking at League Two, do you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, everybody just left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just me and you talking to each other. Yeah. Like, like. Uh, Morty says his favourite episode in Mumps is out next week featuring the Powells. Ooh. Ah, next week. There we go. We'll have to, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Um, and Sharon says, Morty, uh, she'll happily join in any time. And then Connor, to rub it in, to pour UTT rubs again, he said, how many times has Neil retired before taking on another job, though? That is very true. The guy must have worked for every club in, in the the English league. So that's the chat all caught up with. Fantastic stuff. Okay. Uh, we've got loads to talk about, Magsy. Hall of Lane this week, a uh, non-wrestling topic with numerous responses. A lot to yes. get into there. A big old pretty... Steve or section. Yeah, definitely. Um, a wrestling match that has a lot of characters involved that are going to sort of open up various conversations, I feel. No wrestling. No, no wrestling. Very, very little actual wrestling, yes. Uh, but there we go. Um, do we have chicken news, Magsy, or are we diving straight into the Hall of Lane? Chicken News with Max, only on Chain Wrestling. Big old puff of vapey smog. Stop, man. I don't know what's going on. I think I broke it. Because now I'm getting loads of like the juice all over the place. It's, it's horrible. <coughs> Just quit the vaping. Be the I, yeah, I probably should. I don't vape at work, funnily enough. So then don't vape at home. I could. Yeah. Have a chicken news. So last week, um, if you recall... Uh, I mentioned that Charlie, the the new breed of chickens, had started laying, which is absolutely amazing. And I said that it won't be long before the rest of the, the, the young ones started laying. Um, so I was actually coming today to tell you that um, six out of the seven chickens that we've got um, are laying. Awesome. And then I, I collected today's eggs. And there were seven. So oh. today's chicken news is is very, very positive. All seven chickens are happy, healthy, and laying big old eggs. So 40, stuff, mate. 49 eggs per week. No. 49 eggs a week. Why? Week. Yes. You'll be sick of eggs, dude. Yeah, I mean, we give them away <laughs> to yeah. pretty much anyone. <laughs> just not me uh oh that's brilliant i see that in the chat as well from a well dan griffin first of all psych complaining about the juices after a big blow uh lowering the tone lowering the tone and then king pig's brother said he watched the sid versus bread match from the the paul great match i loved it yeah it, it is a good match um, it is instead we had to watch it it win again <laughs> Um, and then Dan Griffey says, that's excellent, excellent news, Max. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, uh, see what he did there. But now I am tempted to get some more chickens. But anyway, that's today's chicken. Again, news. more chickens again. Yeah. Bloody hell. See, it's chicken maths. I told you at the beginning. It all adds up, mate. It all adds up, yeah. It all adds up. No, that's good news, man. That's good news that they're all laying. That's fantastic. Yeah, brilliant stuff. 49 eggs a week. Fantastic. Imagine the size of that omelette. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine size the pan needed to cook the omelette. 
Well, yeah, it would, yeah, that'd be substantial, wouldn't it? That'd be very substantial. Uh, we have a name we don't recognise in the chat there, Magsy. What's what's uh, what's that there? Alex Perez, I think that is. Is that how I pronounce that correctly? Um, yeah, it says, uh, "Hey guys, with the Rock returning at SmackDown, what dream segment with the Rock uh, you want to see with a female WWE wrestler? Man is the Rock and Bailey with with damage control thoughts? On yeah, that? interesting. Uh, the, the Rock with Female talent. I mean, the obvious one is it'd have to be Rhea Ripley. I mean, that that woman is it's mammy. She's the the best thing in women's wrestling today. So um I think her and Rock could make absolute gold. I think if you're having just a segment though, you need somebody who's exceptional on the mic to be able to <laughs> handle the crowd and the rock doing what he does and so on. You know, otherwise it might end up being a bit one-sided. I don't know enough about Rhea Ripley. Again, I don't watch WWE week to week. I just watch the pay-per-views, really. So is Rhea Ripley good enough on the mic to be able to handle that, Magsy? I don't know. Um, I think she's got the charisma to do it. Maybe uh, there's very few people, men or or women, who could go toe-to-toe with the rock on the mark anyway. Mm. I think Rhea could certainly handle her own. Okay. Dan Griffin in the in the chat has uh, has come up with a a good uh, scenario: the Rock turning up on NXT to save his daughter from the schism cult. Yeah, very good. I mean, I bet no... there's a the Rock doesn't even know what NXT is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it will do. With the fact that uh, his daughter's in there, like, oh, you're playing at being a wrestler, love. Mm, yeah, there we go. Bailey, um, though, I can ask a brilliant shape. Bailey, I mean, I'm a massive Bailey fan. You know, not just for you know certain reasons but you know i think in the ring and microphone skills you're well. a hugger that's that's the problem i i am a hugger mate i am <laughs> um, sharon in the chat uh says uh wouldn't the obvious thing be jade cargan yeah because well apparently she's she sad she's due in the performance center very very soon well apparently they were talking about her debuting on nxt this week i read online <laughs> but then there's somebody else has reported that she was on a plane flying back home today so apparently that's not going to happen just yet. I don't think NXT is the right place for her. I think she's main roster straight away. She's an absolute star, isn't she, Jay Cargill? I mean, the, the wrestling is it's not quite there. Mm. Um, but in terms of star potential, money-making potential, yeah, AEW dropped the ball not building uh, the women's division around her. Absolutely. Well, I, I think... Yes, I agree with that partially, but on the other side of the coin, I think they did a good job with her to a degree because she almost had the Goldberg treatment. Me and Sharon were talking about it the other night. She almost had the Goldberg treatment because she's she is pretty green, let's be honest. She's very new to the business. She's learning incredibly quickly, so fair play to her. But she was on television squashing people. And they they did the old poor Heyman thing, didn't they? Where you know you, you hide what they're not good at, and you focus on what they are good at, and that made her look an absolute star. I would worry in WWE if they don't look after her in the same way, that may fall apart a little bit. But at the same time, she has got so much about her. Just, I mean, she looks fantastic. She, just everything, but she just screams star, doesn't she? So yeah, absolutely. You'd hope that the WWE wouldn't drop the ball there as well. So. 
Um, Dan Griffin agrees with you, saying that Bailey is probably the best shout. She's got the she's got the patter. Um, King Pigs Balazar says Chelsea Green and The Rock tag team champions. Tag team that champions. would be a bit. The Rock as part of the women's tag team champions would be absolutely amazing. Uh, but I would like to echo what Dan said. Is great question and welcome along, Alex. Yeah, and, uh, anytime um, you you want to pop round, just uh, just yeah. Turn up. Half past eight every Monday. Thank you. Every single Monday at half past eight. Speaking of which, Maxie, have you seen have you seen what Big Bob's wearing today? I have. He's wearing a chain wrestling t-shirt. Chain wrestling t-shirt. It's the Ted Atlas versus who is it? Tony. It was Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas versus Ted. I don't know. RC check, was it? I think. Yeah. The the very worst wrestling match that we've ever had to cover on this show. Yeah, that's the T-shirt that Big Bob is wearing there. A hundred percent boredom guaranteed. It says at the bottom. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not this show. That's the match. No, no, no. That's the match. Yeah, that match was horrific. That was your pick, wasn't it? It was, and I did it on purpose. Yeah, you're one of the reasons why we can't have nice things. Shall we? Speaking of things that are not particularly nice, chuck some shit away into the Chain Wrestling Live Hall of Lame. Let's do it. The Hall of Oh, then, Magsy, what you got for us? Well, it's the first one for a little while, actually, isn't it? Must be a good month yes. or so. Yes, it's been, well, I think it's even longer than that. We got uh, distracted with Sporkle. Uh, and then we yeah. starved for a bit. So yeah, it's uh it's been it's been a while. Um now this this topic for me came became very pertinent uh when it turned out that you are a, a big fat liar. You promise things and then oh, yeah. uh, you don't you don't go through them. Um and it like, kind like of what? like the Babylon Five podcast that we've uh, gone oh. to great lengths to to promote and now you've you've reneged on the deal. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But if you remember uh, uh, a couple of months back, we covered a topic about a liar, Uh, that liar being the immortal Hulk Hogan himself. And uh, I remember it well. I enjoyed it. I said at the time that there was so much more to this topic um, and that this could be... um, it could it could be revisited, and mm-hmm. I think I uh, I mentioned a couple of weeks that that more information come out and that a second uh, entrant for Hulk Hogan into the Hall of Lame would uh, would be coming soon. But I've actually got enough for four entries for Hulk oh Hogan. My goodness! So this is part two of what will be a four entry. A season of Hulk Hogan is a big fat Billy Bullshitter. So the first, uh, the first one, if you remember, I'll, I'll uh, quickly scan through it. I covered fifteen Hulk Hogan lies, uh, things like the. Uh, he didn't. Um, the way he, he learned about wrestling, he was in metallic. He was offered a place in Metallica. <laughs> that he um, he met a child in uh, in London when he was part of SummerSlam 1992, and the child died. And he released a song that that went to the child. The proceeds went to the child's family. 
things like he was in he was uh offered a ufc spot that uh <laughs> the undertaker near enough broke his neck as a uh, uh, survivor series so he, he he waffled a lot of shit yes so let's get to hulk hogan is a big fat bully bullshitter number two uh, so <laughs> this is 15 more hulk hogan bibs okay so, i'll tell you what Max, before you dive on in 15 of them yes there's 15 yeah right cwf in the chat we want you to shout out your favorite hogan lie from these 15 you get one what is your favorite so number one hulk hogan claimed he was offered the main role in the movie the wrestler three times but the director darren uh aronofsky uh responded via tweet saying for the record, the role of the wrestler was always Mickey Rock, and it was <laughs> never going to be Hulk Hogan, as as Hogan uh, claimed on the Howard Stern show. Number two, Hogan claimed that he was supposed to play bass for the Rolling Stones. What? I've not heard that one before. Yep. So not only was he going to be Metallica, he was also meant to be in the Rolling Stones. Which is oh, just you imagine if it, can you imagine if he could have lined that up the crossover tours we could have had? <laughs> <laughs> Who would be the headliner though? Clearly, they'd have, they'd have to alternate. Yeah. You know. Um, so um, expanding on Hogan's UFC Billy bullshit, he also said that he used to fight against Pride fighters uh, in the early seventies. <laughs> the issue with that being uh, that Pride, uh, as a fighting company didn't have their first event until 1997 some 20 odd <laughs> years later <laughs> that's my favorite um, so far <laughs> next one uh, number four hogan has said that he parted with john belushi after wrestlemania 2 john belushi died in 1982 when wrestlemania 2 was actually in 1986 so wrestlemania uh, one hadn't even happened exactly um next up Hogan uh, said that Mark Tyson was too scared to work with him in WCW. Um, and he said that Tyson also had to cancel uh, a program with him in WWF when he lost a boxing match. Next up, Hogan said that he had a match with Antonio Inoki. He claims um, that he beat up Inoki so badly that Inoki actually died but was brought back to life by a CPR after the match. And then <laughs> Hogan said that he wasn't allowed to work in Japan for a number of years after the Yakuza had him on a hit list. For killing Anoki. Ki well, uh, killing him, and then, thankfully, he was brought back to life. Okay, scrap that. That's my favourite eye so far. Oh, it gets better. Um, <laughs> in 2015... Hogan claimed he was the first ever person to notice that Kevin Owens should be the guy in wrestling. He said, he, he said, that is the guy. I don't care if he looks like a wrestler or he looks like an ice cream salesman. That is the guy. Kevin had been working for around 15 years in 2015, and he'd had very notable runs in C, uh, CZW, uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, and of course, Ring of Honor, but Hogan was the first to notice Oh, him. he noticed him, yeah. Um, Hulk Hogan claimed that Elvis Presley was a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Hulk Hogan made his wrestling debut uh, on the 9th of August of 1977, and he was under a mask. Uh, he wrestled as the character Super Destroyer. Yeah. Elvis died literally a week later on the 16th of August, 1977, and the character of Hulk Hogan didn't debut until November of 1979. So, again, Hogan can time travel or raise the dead with uh, the amount of people that he, he can entertain after they've passed. Perhaps he can time travel and raise the dead. He just uses his abilities for evil. <laughs> yeah, he, no, for, he uses abilities for self-interest. Yeah. <laughs> Hogan claimed that Harley Race came to uh, the arena with a gun in a, a Kansas City show in the 1980s. He then set the ring on fire, and when he ran into Hogan, he shook Hogan's hand, thanked him for all he has done for the world of wrestling, and begged him for a job. Next. Uh, I'm the sorry, the, the Harley Race going to a WWF arena with a gun to shoot Hogan. That is true. Harley Race has actually confirmed that did happen. The rest of it. Did he, did he burn the ring down though? Well, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure, but yeah, Harley Race wanted to wanted to shoot Hogan, and he would have done the world a service if he had done that. <laughs> um, on the Joe Rogan pod, uh, podcast, Hogan claims he has he had kept an eye on Brock Lesnar from back when Brock was in high school, and claimed he was the first person to wrestle Brock when he got back to the WWE from the UFC. Brock returned to the WWE in 2012, which was six years after Hogan's last match, which was Randy Orton at SummerSlam. For goodness sake. I don't understand how he... These are checkable things. I don't understand how he thinks he can get away with this. Yep. He's just he's just shit's lies. Absolutely shit's lies. Um, Hogan has said that he he battered an unreal 714 in the Little League World Series. Now I have no idea what this number means. I'm assuming it's to do with how many home runs you hit. The problem is there is no record of Hulk Hogan ever playing in the Little League World Series. Oh my word. So I bet Sid Hulk holds the record. <laughs> Sid, Sid's still playing Little League now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hulk Hogan has stated that he was scouted by the Cincinnati Reds and the New York Nan uh, Yankees. He claimed he was a star pitcher in high school baseball when it was actually Macho Man Randy Savage who was signed with the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. But stealing other people's glory now. Well, yeah, but that's that, that is especially with Savage. He's done that his whole life. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty much his career. Um, on the Bubba the Love, uh, Love Sponge show, Hogan claimed that during a promo back in the day, he called himself the best wrestler there ever was or ever will be. Bret Hart and Owen Hart overheard him, and according to Hogan, this is where Bret Hart got his infamous catchphrase. Oh, right. Okay. That'll be shortly after the interview that Hogan did, where he quoted a Bible passage, and Austin went, oh, do you know what? <laughs> do you know what? He's onto something there, that fella. You know? <laughs> what a fucking knobhead. Next, um, Hulk Hogan claims he was originally supposed to be the face of the George Foreman grill, but he missed the phone call, and they ended up offering it to George Foreman instead. The designer of the grill has actually confirmed that he knew George Foreman 
uh, and Hogan was never actually considered for for the promotion. Wow. Okay. So you know that one there. That's kind of gone into uh, some you know, mythological levels, or you know, folklore, yeah. or whatever. Because I genuinely thought that was true. He's a convincing bullshitter. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then I'm going to leave this week's Hulk Hogan is a bullshitter uh, on a, a a pretty sad note. So Hulk Hogan claimed on the the Theo Von podcast that his actual real life brother um, was a formal a former motorcycle gang member who had spent time in um, Rayford Prison in California. That he had rode with a gang uh, in Houston and then he rode with the Hells Angels in California. He then said that his brother and wife were murdered, um, his brother being shot twice in the chest whilst out in a nightclub, and his wife had, had been murdered uh, uh, sometime earlier than that. The truth actually was that his brother was not murdered at all, uh, but actually died of a heroin overdose. Okay. So of all the things to lie about, mm. The death of your of your flesh and blood. The guy is 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 a scumbag. Yeah. Hulk Hogan is a fucking big fat belly bullshitter. So yes, that is this week's Hall of Lame entrance, and uh, that is episode two of the Hulk Hogan is a big fat belly bullshitter uh, series. Uh, the Anoki one, I think, is still my favourite. Give us a shout in the chat, CWF. Let us know what you think. And on Twitter, if you're listening to the uh, audio version, that those 15 that Magsy has read out this week, let us know your favourite one. Because that's, only, the whoppers. that's only halfway as well, folks. Two really? more two more oh, 15 dear. sets of, of Billy Bullshits. Uh, so that is a little bit of Hulk Hogan bashing, and rightfully so. He deserves it. Maxi, how would you like to, you know, just pile on in with the people who you know, revolutionised wrestling back in the early eighties, and maybe have a little bit of a dig at Vince McMahon? Now, I like digging at Vince McMahon with that cool. villain moustache. It deserves it. Mm. Exactly, exactly. A little while back, we had a, a Hall of Lame entrance. I think it was me. It might have been you, Max. I'm not sure. But I think it was me. And it, it was to do with the misuse of talent on the main roster in WWF or WWE when they change gimmicks mainly when you know they got somebody who's over and being really good in NXT and so on, they get promoted. They decide to dress them up as I don't know, some sort of nonsense and totally wreck their careers. This is of a similar ilk, but much, much earlier than NXT. This is going back to the mid nineties when we had a individual who everyone is, is fully aware of uh, who wrestled for ECW I mean, he worked for the WWF in the very early 90s, a little bit in the late 80s, but didn't really get anywhere. And well, actually, that's that's not true. Oddly, he partnered Marty Jannetty in the Rockers for an incredibly short Sean Mack, oh. No, no, for a very short. Shawn Michaels got injured, and this individual filled in for Shawn Michaels for about five, six weeks, tagging with Marty Jannetty until Shawn, Shawn came back. Uh, he went off and wrestled also in WCW. Um, again, the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, mid-card WCW, you had some very silly gimmicks there, and this guy had a very silly gimmick, before kind of finding his feet in ECW. Now, this fella was the longest reigning ECW world champion of all time. He's also, with regards to the cumulative days, when you add up all the title reigns, Magsy, mm -hmm. 
he yeah. also has the longest or, or the highest amount of accumulative days as ECW champion throughout the formation of the company and then running into the, the mid-90s and, and so on when it was fully established as I suppose you would say number three in the world, wouldn't you? Even though it wasn't yeah. oh, it was definitely number on three. the level of WCW or WWE at times. This guy has had some incredibly historic moments. The one that really stands out to me, and I got a t-shirt somewhere back there with, with the whole speech written out on, is when he won the NWA world title. And uh, <laughs> in front of all the officials for the NWA, threw that championship on the floor, said the NWA can kiss his ass. And he is the ECW world champion, which is a fantastic bit of television if anyone's never seen it, because the, the NWA had no idea that was going to happen. Oh, and they were fuming. They were so cross. So cross. Um, I would like to talk about Shane Douglas. The franchise, as he is known, uh, the first person to ever hold a title in WWF, WWE, sorry, WWF, ECW, and WCW, the first person to ever do that. There's only 11 people to have done that in the original format before WWF bought them all out. So that's quite spectacular for him on that part as well. He was a brash, loudmouth, aggressive, quite sweary at times individual as the franchise character. Quite an angry character as well. Uh, a very effective heel. If you go back and check out some of his ECW work when he's in the main event picture, really, really good at playing that role. And it turns out, like a lot of wrestlers who, who fit a certain role, he he was kind of just playing himself turned up to 10 because if you listen to him in podcasts and interviews now he is that kind of guy Max isn't he really that is his yeah. you know yeah his shtick exactly uh, in 1995 he signed for the WWF so what do you think happened with the WWF do you think they looked at this guy who was tearing up the place in ECW super over as it, you know anyone who worked with him was instantly a crazy over babyface because of how much Shane Douglas was hated by some of the ECW faithful uh, he could work with a valet Sherry was his manager for a while in ECW which I didn't notice I started looking into it further today I find that, I find that fascinating you could bring this guy in and you instantly got a mid-card heel in WWF standards who could be vile nasty draw some heat and build a babyface up to the main event picture or even go on and win titles himself but oh no not our friend Shane. Vince had a different idea. Firstly, his name was changed to Dean. Dean Douglas. Because obviously everyone who wrestles for the WWF has to have the initials that match. He was also looked upon as being an intelligent individual. He had to tidy his hair up a little bit, make sure he was very clean shaven. And they dressed him in a horrific baby powder blue uh, singlet and cape, sort of gown effort mm -hmm. as well. And he basically became the Dean, Dean Douglas. <laughs> Again, you can see the guy's verbal skills in some of these skits. He can obviously talk and he's rating the wrestlers and scoring them and giving them report cards and all this sort of stuff. But it went down like a fart in church. <laughs> it was horrific. Um, all this fanfare, vignettes and so on, bringing this guy in from a company that was, again, in 1995, ECW was probably the hottest thing in wrestling at the time. WWF was on its arse. WCW was, was just lame for the cartoon characters that they stole from the WWF. ECW was cutting edge. And this guy was, as, as the name says, their franchise. This guy was the top guy for that company. So they bring him in and do this to him. And it, it, obviously it didn't get over. It absolutely sucked. Yes, he had trouble with the click and so on as well, but it just didn't work out. 
and bad booking also didn't help. He had the potential to be the Intercontinental Championship, uh, win the Intercontinental Championship, sorry, when our good friend Sean got his ass handed to him by a couple of Marines in a car park because he was a chopsy little scamp. And uh, Shane Douglas was basically given the Intercontinental Championship because Sh- Sean couldn't defend it. Rather than let him run with that title for a while, they had him blo- lose it 20 minutes later to raise Ramon mm-hmm. in his only Intercontinental title win for Shane Douglas. So and, and obviously it didn't work because he was gone by Christmas. So there we go. My entrance into the Hall of Lame this week is the misuse of Shane Douglas, the character at Dean Douglas, and once again Vince McMahon thinking, I know better than every other fucker. And uh, and the fourth one, every wrestler has to have a job as their Oh character. yes. Yes. Yeah, maybe because yeah. in 95, they were on their ass, weren't they, the WWF? Maybe he was just preempting stuff and trying to get people a second income because he couldn't pay them. <laughs> it could well be. Yeah. You know? They've got experience at being a plumber. He's got experience at being an ass-skating fan. Yeah, why not? <laughs> He's got experience of being an ice-skating fan. <laughs> Figure skating, yeah? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So it was Jane Torval and Christopher Dean. Was it called there Christopher Dean? I think so. Yeah. Uh, so those are your entrants into this week's Chain Wrestling Live Hall of Lame. We have big, fat, Billy Bullshitter Hulk Hogan and Dean fucking douglas <laughs> so bad poor shane no wonder <sighs> he's such an angry human being now. yeah he is very cross isn't he he's not a he's, happy bunny in the slightest he's a very very cross human yeah. being uh dan griffin in the chat says to this day i don't know what getting your ass franchised entails and i don't want to know <laughs> and king pigs matter is definitely sexual <laughs> probably definitely probably. oh but there we go magsy is there anything else in the chat we need to take a look at, or shall we get on of our non-wrestling topic? Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll just nip back um, a couple. Uh, Scottish uh, K- uh, Connor says, uh, "I think Hulk Hogan uh, is the record holder for the most Hall of Lame entries. He's going to get some more yet, so hang on to your hats, folks." He's probably right. He's got to be up there, isn't he? Yeah, Scottish Danny says you've got to love. I think I think the leader right now is Dustin Rhodes. He's okay. Yeah. Quite a lot. Yeah. Quite Seven. And um, what was the what was the other one? Black Rain. Has uh, Black Rain gone in? Mm. Yeah, you put him in. Did I? I forget. That's why I need the <laughs> list updated. Um, Scott Stanley says you've got to love a good Hogan fib, King Figs, or even a bad one. <laughs> um, Dan Griffin says, think my favorite Hulk Hogan one is when he claimed to wrestle 400 days a year because flying to Japan and back added days onto his year. Yeah, he's such a billy bullshitter. Oh. It just, it makes no sense at all. No. It's just lies for the sake of lying. Um, King says, Inoki is cool. Uh, a lot of people would not agree with that, Inokism and, and things like that, but mm. what he's done for Japanese wrestling, yeah, out, absolutely outstanding. Uh, Dan says, of the 15 to now, uh, the Inoki one is just fucking glorious. Hogan is a Trump-level like pile of rotten yeah. knobs. Um, <laughs> King Pig's Badder says, uh, he saw uh, a piss tape one today saying that Hogan survived the Titan sub. <laughs> Can you imagine? It was his fault. It blew up, probably. Mm. So, yeah, that's the chat all caught up. 
Fantastic stuff. And thank you, everybody, joining us once again here live on a Monday night. Uh, and again, thank you, everybody, for getting in contact with us for our non-wrestling topic. Magsy, should we dive on in? Let's go for it. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> I fixed my vape now, but now the battery's dying. That's quite See, <laughs> <laughs> the world's telling you to stop vaping. It is, mate. It is, yeah. Uh, our non-wrestling topic this week was relatively simple, wasn't it? And it was a great shape by you, Mr. Max. Greatest inventions ever. And people yeah, can be but... as serious or as daft as they like, isn't it? Uh, a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Sir, uh, message me and said... We need to start being more professional. Um, what's, <laughs> what's the schedule? Are we doing Hall of Lame? Are we doing Mags Visa? Um, and what question are we going to have for the non-wrestling topic? So I just said, Hall of Lame, non-wrestling topic question, best invention ever. And he went, that is amazing. End of chat. And that's how professional we were. Yeah. And we didn't speak again until we were sat here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we actually probably didn't. As well. <laughs> Uh, so let's dive on in and i will read them out in the order that they arrived into us magsy roughly sort of kind of um there is somebody apparently that That is um people doing a zoom in before it was invented no i I can read the caption okay i just it's it's just stupid right there was somebody blah 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 brilliant what was there a question sorry yeah, you were literally just going to say something before I, I interrupted you. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, again, short attention span. I said it in the intro. Um, <laughs> uh, there was somebody last week, Magsy, whose comment we didn't read out. I mean, you didn't read it out. I, I take no part in that. Uh, well, yeah, I've, I've seen the comment. It's, uh, it's uh, our good friend, James. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, who's who's not here tonight. So we've obviously upset so, him. Yeah, you 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 are alienated our fan base. Hang on, um, right, we'll get to that in a minute because I've got it saved here, and we'll, we'll we'll get to that with his comment for this week's. But you saying I take no part in that is bollocks because when I read these out and then we discuss them and comment them, if I miss one, your little eyes light up. You love it when I fuck up, so because then you can go, uh, actually, you did this wrong. You know? Yeah, I I mean I I should have jumped on that that opportunity, but I also missed it as well. There we go, look. There we go. We are equally at fault, but it's mostly you. We apologize, um, James. <laughs> we start with Connor No Soccer at Connor Knows Footy on Twitter. And he says Total football, positionless, all out attacking football, defenders attacking, attackers defending, one of the great brands of football to watch, i.e. the Netherlands national team. I knew the Dutch were good for something. Okay, now I'll tell you what, when I read that. When, I put, when we put out there, Magsy, best invention of all time. When I read that, that completely knocked me for sick. I didn't expect to read something football-orientated in the best inventions of all time, you know? You didn't expect to read something football-orientated from Connor No Soccer, who strong-arms football into every answer of the of the non-wrestling topic. You didn't expect that. 
Right. I can see that by my <laughs> comment about you missing the comment, the, 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 James's comment last week has obviously got you a bit prickly. So should we just move on? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about this first. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant invention. As for best inventions of all time, a football formation probably is a little bit down the ladder, but mm. in, in the terms of the football world, yeah, it was, it was revolutionary. That, that Dutch side of the 70s was something else. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Still one fuck all, though. <laughs> That's very true. Well, that, that is, isn't it? They didn't win anything. Yeah. <laughs> they won the yeah. hearts of football, and that's yeah. enough for everybody. That's enough. Uh, at Jimmy Evans for real, our good friend Jimmy, who comments <laughs> I, quite often. You know and he's I love Jimmy. He does not fuck about. There's nope. no wasted words, no wasted movement. Nope. Jimmy, his comment is the internet. Two and words. He is right. <laughs> it, it's up there it's certainly up there it's it's the internet is just such a massive massive tool um it's it's brought the world closer together the things that we can now do the things that are possible because of the, this is possible because of the internet yeah mm-hmm. it's uh the internet's a phenomenal invention is there like a guy who invented the internet like one bloke uh, I don't think it was just one blob, but yeah, there was a. It was certainly someone who invented it. It was. It was started to be kind of um, a way of transmitting data for the U.S. Army, I think. So you think that you know who invent, whether it was a company or a person or whatever, you think their name would be a little bit more well known, wouldn't you? Well, it it, it was Ian Internet. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking listen to you. <laughs> uh, Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris one on Twitter. Uh, I'm <laughs> an, an invention, really. Uh, I mean, <laughs> depending on your on your uh, religious stance, God invented it. Ah, uh, fair point. Yeah, okay. Uh, Chris says trees. <laughs> <laughs> they should I have think... gone the Jimmy Evans route and just left it at that. Just no context. Trees, yeah. <laughs> no context whatsoever. Uh, trees. I think they have something to do with oxygen, and I think that keeps us alive. So that's a good <laughs> invention. <laughs> Is that, I like the way uh, I absolutely love Millwall, Chris, but I like the way in that sentence he's not entirely sure that they have anything to do with oxygen, and he's not entirely sure that that helps keep us alive. <laughs> oh, but, God nailed it with trees, I've got to say. <laughs> that's good work that is um <laughs> mgb graham he says as well the internet uh even though i left england 20 plus years ago i have managed to stay in contact with family and friends watch my favorite shows order favorite foods through amazon meaning i don't ever really get too homesick i'll tell you what graham i would love to hear what english foods british foods uh, or treats or whether your breakfast cereals sweets whatever you order in or the stuff from home that is so specifically important that you can't get in the States that you order in. Because I think that'd be really interesting. I've I've seen him um, mention before that he gets like a care package of of English stuff in. Amazing. Brilliant. Uh, King Pig's Badder says, uh, Vinton Surf and Bob Khan are credited with inventing the internet, apparently. Well, those guys are legends. Oh, look at that. Huh. Okay. Graham orders frame bentos by the ton. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's of, all the, of all the quintessential English products, 
yeah, a, a pie in a tin with the sloppiest puff pastry ever. Brilliant. Oh, the bottoms of those are always really bad, aren't they? Yeah, but they, to to say how horrific they look, they do they are banging pies. Mm. Yeah, I, I imagine Graham orders them in in bulk, ready for the whole football season, so he can join in, you know, uh, properly at the halftime pie club on the volley. <laughs> Prop- yeah, because <laughs> everybody sits there with a red hot tin of uh, a Frey Bentos. <laughs> That's the way it's to be done, mate. That's the way it's done. next live. I hope that Dan Griffin has a Frey Bentos pie, and he's timed it in the oven so it's ready for halftime. That's yeah, what I want. That'd to be amazing. Just yeah. <laughs> Dan shoveling Frey Bentos just steak pie into his mush. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Dan Griffin, we have him here. Bog roll. When you're as full of shit as I am, you can't live without it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a great invention, but it's been usurped, I think, by the BD. Do you think? Have you ever used a BD? I have not. Have you got a BD? No, but I go on holiday to or I just go on holiday to, to Turkey regularly. <laughs> um there every toilet has a has a BD in Turkey. It, Does it it's really? the thing, yeah. Um, it's weird at first because obviously you're getting sprayed in the butthole with water, <laughs> but it does leave we you. A wrestling podcast, but, the- yeah, but it, it, it leaves you refreshingly clean. It's, it's really good. Right, okay, now this may come across a little bit ignorant, a little bit daft, a little bit uneducated, which I suppose is kind of my 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 method on this show. But with regards to that, then. Is there a towel there for you to use, or you just walk around with a soggy arse? Or no, there's there's still toilet roll to like pat it dry. So, be- so the- what if you just wipe your ass with the paper? So, because in Turkey their um, sewer system is it's from the days of Methuselah, uh, and okay. it they regularly get um, sewage blocks because of tourists using toilet roll and wiping the poo and fr- down the toilet so the the, the you have the bee there clean your chocolate starfish dry it with your toilet roll and the toilet roll actually goes in a bin at the side of the at the, at the side of the toilet i don't like the sound of that i'm not gonna lie that sounds quite gross just a but, pile of tissue that's been up someone's arse next to you yeah but it's a pile of tissue that is just wet with water because you've cleaned it's, your ass it's still off. ass water isn't it it's still been up you yeah, but you're not you know it's it's in a, a bin it's not like you're leaving it for the next person you're not hanging it on the towel the, the bog roll <laughs> rail to dry off <laughs> everyone who goes to this one particular restaurant has to share these three sheets of paper <laughs> <laughs> that's when you go on holiday and they say uh, uh, uh you pig's ladders on twitter <laughs> Okay, just cut me right off. Brilliant. <laughs> At Pig's Butters, he says, swearing, invented by... What? You are so laggy. It's unreal. Oh, uh, is it bad, is it? It's pretty bad. Anyway, At Pig's Butters. I, I haven't got That's the not a lot I can do I about it either, mate. Just crack on. Like the professional okay. that you are. <laughs> yeah, Roydo. Uh, Pigs Butter says, swearing, invented by Sir James McFarter. 
The word fart has been recorded since the 13th century and comes from the Old English word fortan, making it the oldest swear word ever recorded. It has been used as a vulgar slang term for flatulence. He was called James McFarter. Is that That's real? A, that, if that is real, even if it was pre the word fart, that's an unfortunate name, isn't it? it? Is. Being called McFarter. It's like a McDonald's version of fine. Yeah, that's not a good look. Is that, is that real as well? I mean, I mean, fart, now everyone says fart. Is that, is that a swear word? That's not a swear word, is it? I think it, anything that was slang based and to do with bodily excrement or passing was, was shocking back in, in the olden days. Okay. Is turd a swear word? It, it used to be. Yeah. See, we have that discussion in our house quite a bit because the girls will say turd and I'll say, that's a swear word. And then everyone, my wife included, gang up on me and say, no, it's not. And I'm like, well, I'm fairly certain it, it is. It's it's worrying though when they all say, shut up, you silly cunt. Yeah, that, yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sharon dropped a C-bomb in the car earlier and the girls were like, oh my God. And Sharon was like, I don't even know why I said that. I I just did she like... do that? Did she, <laughs> she, did did she go like that first? Then afterwards. She, yeah, she did it afterwards. Oh, that's where she messed up. Ah, she, there we go. She should have done it first. There we go. Uh, Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. He says, AC, current, the ability to transfer electricity over AC current, sorry, the ability to transfer <laughs> electricity over large distances revolutionized the world. We all use it all day, every day. And with the move to electrical charged vehicles, it's only going to be more and more influential as time goes on. Okay. It is. I didn't even think of that. If 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 we didn't have AC um, electricity, my our car would not be able to run because it is an electric. We are early adopters to the electric vehicle revolution. So yeah, I mean, all a lot of the great inventions without electric wouldn't have happened. So mm. yeah, Rob's absolutely right with that. Well, you think everyone talks? We've already had a couple of shouts for it now, and I think we get even more coming up for the internet. <laughs> and the internet is nothing. Yeah. Without electric. There we go. There we yeah. go. Uh, we come to at Yalmore Wright on Twitter, James. And again, I am hugely sorry for missing your comment last week. Uh, he says, first of all, my non-wrestling to- topic wasn't mentioned on last week's show. Again, very, very sorry. Apologies. Uh, this week, though. Hmm. Electrics, a good one. I either that or wheels. Let's go wheels. Keeps us moving. <laughs> I like, I like the idea that he sat there going, mm, uh, electrical wheels, electrical wheels. <laughs> do, you, do you reckon he, he debated that for a long time as well? Got got the rest of the family's opinion on it. Like, mm. What do you think, electric or wheels? <laughs> it's like daddy or chips. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last week he asked, obviously he's a, he's a Wolves fan, um, this is a visual thing, so check it out on Twitter if, if you're listening to the audio version. But Maxie's got it up on the screen there for our live version this evening. Uh, all good, but it was a glorious question, he says. Since you've been away, the things below have happened. But which one is not a wrestling move? And we have Grado smashing Jeff Jarrett with a guitar. Brock Lesnar f in Cody Rhodes. Sorry? Glorious times. Yes. Just saying how glorious they are. Uh, CM Punk flying off the top rope towards Samoa Joe as he walks away. And then 
Andre Onana, rugby tackling, clothesline, almost like a, a, a Lufez press effort on a uh, Wolves defender at Old Trafford <laughs> on the opening game of the season. So. Out, out of the four, that's the most wrestling of the wrestling moves. Yeah. yeah. What's, what Gray is doing is, is not a wrestling move, I suppose. So. Well, no, but it's, 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 um, it's good for the wrestling business to just twat <laughs> Jeff Jarrett with a, with a guitar. There we go. Uh, we come to Total Stevo and the Stevo section for this week at Total Stevo on Twitter. He says, Certainly the internet and what that's done for the world, good or bad. Me and my mate Steve say that say that all the time. So Steve's got a mate called Steve. I think he's mentioned that before, hasn't he? That's that would be confusing. Mm. Yeah, it would be. I mean, it would be if you were somebody else. If you were one of the Steves, you'd probably be okay with it. Yeah, because you, you don't refer to yourself in the third person. So imagine if both be... Steve O and his mate Steve just constantly talked like The Rock and referred to themselves like that. Or as Booker T. Yeah. Just doing Booker T impressions. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, um, Sadly, most use the internet to feed an addiction as it's readily available, especially now on our phones. Yeah, that's a fair mm-hmm. point. Uh, Steve O continues. YouTube. Porn. Porn, indeed. Uh, <laughs> YouTube, I think it's fantastic. Okay, I use it a lot to watch the bill, but the amount of content available I enjoy watching, listening to is daily and endless. You're never a fault. Endless. Endless. Well, like- yeah, I mean. I mean, there must be an end. There must be a time when... I don't think anyone's ever going to do it, but can you imagine if somebody just turns around and says, oh, that's it, I'm done. I've watched everything on YouTube. I don't think that's... I think uh, I, I, I read a stat a while ago saying that there's a billion videos uploaded every day to YouTube. Mm. So I, I think it may be impossible. Yeah. You have to have like loads of screens set up, wouldn't you? I mean, I, I mean, you'd have to have the Matrix level of screen set Yeah. Do they have a lot of screens in the Matrix? I just thought yeah, it was a lot of black coats, the martial arts and shit. No, the, at the end of the Matrix, when he, when Neo meets the architect and he's got all the versions of the Matrix on the on the wall. Oh, uh, I don't remember that bit. I've not seen that film in so long. I just yeah. think when he come when he comes out of the Matrix, I just remember it all being a bit gooey and slimy. Yeah. Fun, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> uh, fun fact: I watched The Matrix Four uh, over the last week. That film's wanking it. That's ruined The Matrix uh, for me. I've it's almost like it. they tried to restart The Matrix with new people. Neo's barely in it. Trinity's barely in it. It's it's a bit shit. Don't oh, watch it. Gone one too far, have they? <laughs> Jump the shark. Yeah. Uh, Steve says, You'd never have thought this is where it would have ended up when invented 20 odd years ago, in reference to YouTube. Yeah, I suppose Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Uh, Smartphones, I guess, Steve says. I don't think anyone can say they can actually go without it. Yeah, that's a fair shout. I mean, I I think now I was quite reluctant to get a smartphone when everyone else around me was still getting smartphones. Again, I fear change. But now I don't think you, you could go back, could you? I mean, technically, you could. I, I know people who hate the the 
the the use of smartphones and they they like their phones to be old school with actual buttons and and a tiny little one inch monochrome screen. Um, but I'm from a generation where my first screen was on my phone was green. So to yeah, see how far how far phones have come and it's almost now like your phone is an extension of your hand. You use yeah. it for so much. It's replaced so many things. It's replaced for many people a watch, calculator, um, an alarm clock. For a lot of people, it's where they get the majority of their uh, entertainment. I mean, watching Netflix, YouTube, um, You're just Amazon. Apps now, aren't you? Yeah, but that's the thing. It's become an all-encompassing. <laughs> It, you, it, you you don't use it as a phone anymore. It's literally an entertainment device. Mm. It's it's yeah. mental how far they've come in. And Sharon uh, in the chat, yet yeah, Sa won't use Samsung Pay, even though he keeps forgetting his bank card. Oh, yeah, my God, use Samsung Pay. It's the balls, mate. It's Is the it? balls. Yeah, Is going it? into places and just going, beep, are we your phone? And yeah, it's... Yeah. Quality. The thing is, my phone at the moment, I've got this crappy old S7, if people can make that out on the thing there. It's broken up there. It's got cracks in the screen. A little chain wrestling pop socket on the back there, oh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. My wife has made, available via RBF Luxuries. Give us a shake. Um, I, I basically I, I had to sell my phone because I needed money quickly. Everyone's aware of me losing my job and how shit that was for a while. And I thought, well, this old one would be fine. It's hardware at Magsy. The battery is fucked. So i got to charge it like three times a day. Jesus. <laughs> but I'm buying a, a better phone very soon. So there we go. Um, and then a comment by Sharon in the chat there that I want to make sure that I read out just so everyone's aware of the situation. Uh, Sharon says, I never say that word in front of my kids, uh, but somebody was bad mouthing Liv and her football ability. So justified. Yes, it was because uh, they are. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. <laughs> How dare you? Brilliant. Sorry, More editing for you. Yeah, there we go. Pence, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, they they are indeed. She is 100% correct. And it did, even even in that scenario when she was cross and wound up, but uh, it did, even then, it just slipped out. But there we go. And Sharon, again in the chat, told you I have an iPhone, but you still keep... No, I, I, I don't ignore you, my love. I just don't want an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, is that, so are you on the Android side of this fence? This yeah. is a tangent. We don't normally ever do tangents. We're quite professional around here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I have... Um, so Mrs. Mags got the first ever iteration of an iPhone when they came out. Uh, but the minute we switched to Android, we have never looked back. I would, I would not have an iPhone given to me. Well, I would, so I couldn't... See- sell it on just it's just not my thing they're they they're so behind in technology uh and features but yet claim that everything they do is the most amazing thing that there there ever was uh it just yeah it's not for me it's too much too closed of a system sharon uh well all of us in this house to be fair i think liv was the first one to go to over to iphone um but sharon was same as me, Samsung all the time. Um, you know, literally just a, a Samsung, not even deviated off to different Android phones, always a Samsung and, and so on. And then she got an iPhone and instantly loved it. So she's obviously the other side of the coin. And she also mm-hmm. has like all the all the other bits and bobs for her business and her writing with regards to her um her uh, tablet and her MacBook and all that. So it all sinks in. So I can appreciate from her aspect running her business and, and starting that up and so on, that comes in quite handy. My issue is, 
I've always been so adamant that I don't want an iPhone. If I get an iPhone off Sharon to use for a while and I like it, I'm going to hate myself a little bit because she's going to be right. <laughs> so, so your reason is is that you don't want to prove your 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 partner that she's right, not for the te- technological standpoint or or the mindset, but I will not let Sharon be able to lord this over me, mate. She's right so often. I don't need to fuel that fire, you know. It's <laughs> but, but um, to be fair to to Apple users, if you're in that old apple ecosystem the macbook and the ipad and the iphone and the way they uh work together um just so perfectly i i understand that if you've been sucked into that that ecosystem then that's fair but for me i like to have the latest technology possible um so for a quick example the latest iphone 5 that's just been announced um they're making a massive deal that the iPhones are coming to USB-C and the, um, the, essentially making out as if Apple have invented the, the, the USB-C charging port. I've had them on my phones for about six years. That's how far behind mm. Apple are. And they're only putting the USB-C on the phone because they are being forced to by, by the, the uh, European government because they want... Uh, USB C charging to be um, to be blanket all over all smartphones. So right. they've been forced to do something, but then make out like they have invented this yeah. this amazing thing. That's just marketing spin, though, mate. That's all right. I'll tell you what I have noticed by having this old phone. As I said, this is they're up to like S twenty three now or something like that, aren't they? Yeah. This is an S seven, so it is very dated. Something I've noticed about this phone, though, that. I miss now. I've got newer, had newer phones. Is you still got the little port there to plug your headphones in? <laughs> you know, See, you you're, get... you're, you're so old. You're so old. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> I mean, you're. I think you're actually glad the battery doesn't last that long because it means that you can go back to the days where the phone was plugged into the wall permanently. I did have to leave it plugged in earlier on when I was making notes and shit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Steve O continues. <laughs> Uh, again, about smartphones. Yes, I see and know the negative effects it has caused on society. But like with the internet, if used as a resource, it is an incredible piece of tech we have. It, it totally, 100%. This yeah. one I know nothing about, so you have to bear with me. steve says, the Elizabeth line in London. Okay, it hasn't done what the experts hoped it would do in regards of less traffic, sorry, less people on other lines and less traffic, but the convenience of it getting into Central very quickly and directly is a massive plus. Is that just the underground route? I'm assuming it's a it's a, um, a train line on the underground, yeah. And it, I don't think it counts as the best invention because it, it seems that Steve or... It's, it's very limited to Steve's uh, <laughs> uh, benefit there. Fair enough. Um, we've discussed inventions many, many moons ago, and Steve gives a shout out here to something that I think I brought up in the in the initial discussion we had. He says the WWE network, obviously pre this most recent update. Oh, I yes. Oh, mate. Uh, Steve says yes. I unsubscribed several weeks ago, but due to it due to its ridiculous update. But we all here know its upside and personally hope in the near future there's possibly an a possibly AW follows suit. And I think that they're working on that, aren't they? Some kind of streaming service, maybe through Fight or their own you know, 
back catalogue and so on, aren't they? So yeah, um, I, it's it's probably going to happen. Maybe it'll be on a, a T, the TNT uh, streaming app or the TBS one. Um, but with the WWE Network, whilst it's terrible now, I would enjoy it whilst it lasts because obviously it's gone uh, the way of the dodo in in, in America. But now the, the deal with uh, the UFC uh, and WWE merging to form TKO, um, the UFC have their own um, streaming service, UFC Fight Pass, very, very successful. Um, and with all the, the layoffs that have happened where they've been um, amalgamating the, the, the departments, it's very likely that that's going to happen with uh, the network and, and fire pass. There's no point running two separate streams no. when, when the show, when the two uh, companies are being brought in to create this synergy. So either the WWE network is going to go away, which would be the, it would be the logical option considering it's not even a thing in America um, or the fire pass is going to go away. So we're, we're going to get um, a conjoined app. I reckon. Uh, interesting times, mate. Interesting times. Mm. We still can't watch WSW from 1907, by the way. Get it fucking sorted out, network. Ridiculous. Uh, Steve-O continues. Bluetooth earbuds. Although, ironically, the ones I have never connect. <laughs> so, so, broken Bluetooth. <laughs> and it's broke. And it don't work. Uh, but they are convenient, he says. Uh, Spotify? Yes, it's destroyed some aspects of the music industry, but my God, it's extremely handy for music lovers. Yeah, fair point. I use yeah. Spotify all the time. And I, I always swore to myself I never would, but yeah. it is what it two, is, isn't it? Two great shouts. I mean, yeah. I couldn't imagine having my headphones or earphones connected to my phone now. I think it's archaic. And mm. anyone who still has a, a phone with a, a, a 3.5 jack needs to come into the, the 2020s. Anyway... Uh, Steve-O finishes up by saying podcasts being invented I now can't imagine a life without them yep. yeah another, an, another great shout yeah. uh, the ability to just get your thoughts and um, your ideas and just you, it, the things that you love talking about out there for mm. everyone to listen yeah so another great shout we have more from at pigs bladders here he says the invention of at scottish juggalo well done Danny's I mean, mum and dad <laughs> brilliant yeah brilliant. fantastic um, uh, we love you we love you Danny. King's Pig's Banner also had a, an invention that maybe wasn't yeah. the very best um, yeah, so Nala, Nala Rose the wrestler um, she put a picture of her lunch looking good and for the people listening on the audio it's a, a humongous uh, cheeseburger there looks to be about maybe five beef patties on there it's oozing with cheese and it's got oreos interspersed in it so i don't get that mate would you eat that i, mean, I like oreos i like cheese and i like burgers i i would buy this i don't know if i would enjoy this I'd, uh, if you take the oreos out of it i'd be all about that melted cheese loads of meat yeah fantastic get in my belly but, I mean, first of all, I'm not a fan of Oreos anyway. But that's not even the deal breaker for me. Why the fuck are cookies in a burger? What's going on with the world? I thought you were just going to say then, it's got a seeded bun. Oh, <laughs> that that does. Seeds <laughs> <on a> bun. <laughs> that's where I draw the line. Dirty bastards. bastards. <laughs> 
Uh, and there we go. Thank you so, so much, everybody in the CWF for tweeting the show and letting us know your thoughts on the greatest inventions ever. Uh, before we dive into the chat, Magsy, your good self, you got any to shout out? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the internet is a, a banging shout. Um, Rob's uh, shout for um, uh, alternating current uh, electricity is a great shout. Um, I think one that probably predates all of them, though, um, um, antibiotics, keeping humans alive from uh, things like illnesses. Um, I think that's a good shout. And um, sanitation, things like soap, um, hot water. Uh, hang on, again. hang on, hang on. Talking about sanitation, you sit on a weird toilet that goes up rather than taking it down next to a pile of soggy poo paper. It doesn't. Where I mean? do you think it doesn't go into your bowels? You don't. <laughs> you, know, you don't <laughs> piss it out. It literally just. It's not like a jet. You're not sat on a on a like a power washer. If you it's sit on like it too a... long, your eyes start watering. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> it just empties you out. You're like a, a shell of a man afterwards. <laughs> No, it's it's just clean and hygienic. But yeah, sanitation, like soap, disinfectant, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's helped the Make, world flourish. That makes mine seem a little bit one-dimensional now, to be honest. You're talking about all these great <laughs> you inventions. Put, you, you said cheese and your know, potato waffles. <laughs> uh, I actually, I actually, my mind was my, my toasty maker. <laughs> <laughs> all these amazing inventions. Nope, you're all wrong. You, you small-minded idiots. It's clearly <sighs> the Breville machine. It's the thing, though. Somebody has, has looked at cheese on toast, which is pretty shit hot in its own right, isn't it? Let's be fair. You know, respect to cheese on toast. Respect to Somebody's looked at that and thought, do you know what? I'm going to fuck about with this a little bit, which is dangerous to do because it's dangerous when you start tinkering with something that's that good. But Especially my God, they, cheese they, as well. yeah, they pulled it off though, Mags, didn't they? They did. It's, I mean, I would prefer a toasty over a cheese on toast, but it's a great invention. I don't think it's it the best ever invention. No, not the best ever, but those have been taken, haven't they? Like the internet and electricity. <laughs> and... as well. You go straight oh. for this is the best invention for me. Sharon, thinking of everyone else, insulin. <laughs> yeah. Well, both my nieces are a type 1 diabetic as well, aren't they? So so, so that makes your pick of, of cheesy toasties even worse. It does a bit, to be you fair. Selfish, selfish man. No wonder, <laughs> no wonder only a 14-year-old cat is your friend. <laughs> Why? <laughs> This has just turned into a two-hour you know, abuse of Sai show, hasn't it? Let's be fair. Well, if it's two hours, luckily we've got 35 more minutes of abusing Sai to go, so... Well, we've got to get tuned on. in, folks. <laughs> uh, should we dive into the chat and see if there's anything we missed before we start talking about a little bit of wrestling? <laughs> and so we've got here... Uh, Dan Griffey says, I bet Mags has one of those fancy Japanese robot toilets that has a heated seat and it talks to you as it power washes your ring piece. First of all, it doesn't power wash. It, <laughs> it's it's very gentle. It just l- loosens the, the the clinkers or the dingleberries. What the but I, and I don't have a heated toilet seat, but I do have a soft claws one, so it, it doesn't slam down it, it very slowly, gently. See- that's a good shape because especially at night, you know, when someone uses doing everyone's in bed and he goes, wham, wakes you up. Like, okay, my house is very small. I found out the other day, if I go to bed late and I run the tap to brush my teeth, I wake Liv up because she's just the other side of that wall. 
by the tap running. That's how small our house is. <laughs> how selfish of you to have oral hygiene at night? Well, no, she means obviously, you know, turn the tap. Well, we should do anyway because you know, conserving water and all sorts of Racing water, yeah. You, mm. you, I mean, you're deserving this grief that you're getting, aren't you? Really? Yeah. Um, Dan Griffin says he would not stoop to Freya Bentos. Uh, King's Big Brother says Freya Bentos are awesome, and that Dan Griffin is a snob. Do you know what Freya Bentos do a curry pie, and it's immense. A curry pie. Yeah, chicken curry pie. It is delicious. Mm. Yeah. So I just, I just have a curry. I just have a curry though. Yeah, but it's a curry with puff pastry over the top. I know. I, I know how a pie works. <laughs> 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 you don't need to yeah, it's, that. it's adding that extra level from, right, from okay. curry, but with a lid. See, that's the opposite of the toasty maker, where this guy has looked at cheese on toast and improved it. The some some other dude has looked at a chicken curry and gone, "Do you know what that needs? Pastry. <laughs> it's not the same. Soggy, <laughs> soggy floppy pastry." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan Griffin says this week on how immaculate is your is your asshole. <laughs> coming soon to SJP World Media as wrestling fans we should all know wash your ass it's as simple as that <laughs> King's Blue Banner says that's next week's added the corner see he's got he's done it once he's realised he's onto something here and he's now going to abuse that power uh, and people people are going to message him and say can you get them silly bastards on chain wrestling to comment on this so we're going to have horrific stuff on that in that corner yeah. oh dear um, Sharon says turd is not a swear word, and then Dan goes one further and says turd is not a fucking swear word. Uh, King's Pig Brother says before that time, the only people writing were monks and they didn't write swear words. Well, I mean, they wrote God, and if they wrote damn afterwards, they've they've wrote, wrote a swear word, haven't they? Mm, yeah, I suppose <laughs> exactly. Is there many passages in the Bible that say God damn? I don't think so. I mean. In in terms of God damned you to hell, I suppose. Okay. But then you're very much taking it out of context, aren't you? I mean, yeah. And but... monks, and what are we on about? Monks didn't write the Bible, so what the fuck are we even talking about? <laughs> That's very <laughs> true. <laughs> All they did was brew wine and Benedictine. <laughs> um, Connor says, some AW stuff are on Max here in the States, which is uh, the Warner Brothers and Turner Media Umbrella. Oh, well, oh, okay. there you go. So that's... That's the they're in then, isn't it? Charlie likes weird headphones. Yeah, but she's got that from her dad. Once she's out like in the real world with actual human beings, she'll realize <laughs> actual that actual human beings. Oh, speaking of Charlie, come say hello quickly, Charlie. We're just talking about you. Saying you love your um wired headphones. There she is. Char- Charlie wants some wireless Bluetooth headphones for uh, for Christmas. Is that right? Wireless Bluetooth headphones for Christmas, Magsy says. No, she's saying no. Thank you for my cup of tea, though, sweetheart. Thank you very much. Connor says he's got to say Peacock is a great invention, too. Without it, he wouldn't have access to all of the Premier League games for the cheap price of four ninety nine a month. That's banging. I mean, that you, is. Can't, you can't really go wrong there, can you? You get all the 3 p.m. kickoffs as well, man. Yeah, no, it's wanker's trick. We get a Swiss still under a blackout. It's ridiculous. Mm. Uh, King Pigs Banner says, um, so looking forward to the Babylon 5 podcast. I get excited when I see that ad in the corner. You've got, you know, what you have to do now just to placate King Pig's plans. I mean, I feel we spend a lot of time placating him, 
with the special with the Barry Horowitz um, appreciation episode, but you've got to make one episode of the Babylon 5 podcast, do a whole intro, and then go, it's shit, and then an outro. <laughs> I do enjoy making little intro tape videos and stuff like that as well. There you fair, go. So. That'll be the highest rated podcast on the S- <laughs> network as well, because it's the most honest of them. Uh, the most, it's the most honest, is it? Yeah, because we yeah. lie all the time when we're talking about Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Griffin says, "I know how a par works." Has to be a t-shirt. <laughs> he also oh. says, "A balty par at footer is a belter." What you should actually be doing is is going onto the the Twitter account uh, that rates football food, and every week have oh yeah have your favorite and worst of the week. And then yeah. Dan speaking the truth like it has never been spoke before. Benedictine is fucking grim. It's horrific. Absolutely horrific. It's the worst drink ever. And yet Burnley drink like 89% of the world's supply of Benedictine. Aren't you like far enough up north as well to have people swigging out bottles of that Buckfast stuff? No. How dare you? <laughs> I mean, I've heard the Buckfast and it, that is also very, very grim. <laughs> oh, you could just see the, the the hate in your eyes. Then how dare you? Uh, that's over the border. That's <laughs> yeah. We're close to that border. I mean, we do drink some grim things, but right. book fast is a. It's just a step too far. Okay. Um, too final one. Yeah, we are. We have <laughs> we have all five fingers on his hands. Of course, we're too classic for that. Uh, King Pig's Banner says he appreciates all we do to keep him happy. Um, and Dan. Coming in, uh, very last minute saying, because when you're in Burnley, life can't get any worse. So why not <laughs> Benedictine? Do you know the is man? Their appetizing where, slogan. <laughs> yeah, drink this to forget that you live in Burnley. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the the Manor's uh, pub, which uh, which sells the majority of the world's Benedictine, actually invented the Benny bomb, which is essentially a Jaeger bomb but with Benedictine. So they took her, a horrific drink in the first place and made it worse oh by word. putting Benedictine in it. Yeah, it's disgusting. And then Dan, that the 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 heathen that he is, I'm glad he's over the pedans. He, he deserves to be in the inbred uh, uh, county of Yorkshire. But fast <laughs> isn't half bad. There you go. And that's when you know your mum's and her brother got a little bit too close. Wow. <laughs> We're not, Apologies, we're not Miss, Mrs. Griffin. We're not just insulting individuals anymore. We're going for whole counties in one statement, are we? Is that where we are? Have you you've been to Yorkshire? You know, yes. you know what I say is fact. I had a lovely time in York. Yeah, on the way out. No, round the pubs. It was fantastic. Loved it. I didn't I, drink any Benedictine or anything like that, though. Yeah, and Sharon in the chat says, "Right, don't hate me, but what the heck is Benedictine?" I, I don't hate you. I'm glad you don't understand the horrificness of Benedictine. So basically, it's a it's a, a liqueur um, that is is brewed by a bunch of monks. I think it's in like the south of France. Um, and Burn, Burnley is, is essentially the 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 world capital of drinking this drink, and it tastes like cough syrup, but cough syrup that's gone off. It's horrific. Yeah, you don't ever want to taste it, Sharon. It doesn't sound very good at all. It's not good at all. 
Oh, Magsy, we're not even into the show. We better talk about wrestling, aren't we? I mean, luckily, this match is short, so it won't take long. Let's get into it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Hogan's a fucking liar. The warrior didn't behave himself and got fired. Uh, everyone, you know, everyone on the opposite team was, you know, sympathizing with Iraq, and, and that's that, I guess. Yep. So, what, uh, what rating would you give that out of 10? So. <laughs> uh, initially, Magsy, I, uh, as always, I pressed play on the pay per view to watch the intro as I normally do. And we had a typical early 90s Vince McMahon. I, I love these intros. They're brilliant. They're so ridiculous and stupid, aren't they? SummerSlam 91 is the pay-per-view that, of course, we are talking about. The line that stands out for me, because we have the match made in heaven and the match made in hell. We have Savage and Liz getting Yep. And then, obviously, the match we're covering in here. The wedding is the other half of it. The line that stood out for me from McMahon was, apparently, nuptials turn to napalm, which I thought was just absolutely fucking ridiculous, but brilliant at the same time. I mean, he he knows how to exploit a situation. Does a good old Vince? He does and indeed. the The threat of a, a world war meant he could make absolute bank by by having his biggest wrestling stars face face each other off for for a match. Yeah, indeed. Um, our commentary team is a three man booth, Magsy. Now. It may be completely obvious, and I'm just being absent-minded, uh, you know, whatever. But is this? It's got to be one of the earliest. But is it the first Freeman beef we've had on a pay-per-view in WWE? I can't remember any earlier than this. WrestleMania Seven was a two-man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you may be right that this is the the first three-man beef. Mm. Oh, we we have Grilla Monsoon. Oh, potentially, uh, anyway. Yeah acting as the play-by-play, and he's accompanied by Bobby the Brain Heenan and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, sadly, all three are no longer with us, Max. And yeah. something I notice about the, the sort of 1990, 1991 WWF roster and people also involved, referees, ring announcers, and so on. Yes, okay, it's 30-odd years ago, but when you look at the ages that some of these people passed away at, there's so many of these people no longer with us that were on this card. Yeah, I mean, three out of the five wrestlers in the match are yeah. they're pushing up daisies. We had a six-man tag open the con- open the, the, the pay-per-view, and I think the whole of the one team were dead. That's Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. It's, it, this is our, our childhood. I mean, we were 10, 11 at this, at this age. Mm. Yeah. So there we go. It's, it's, it's hard to look back knowing that, that a lot of these people are, are no longer with us. Mm. And wrestling has been the reason. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Um, the, the match we're discussing is Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior tagging up against the Trio of Terror or the t- Triangle of Terror. The Triangle of Terror, yes. Triangle of Terror, okay. We have Sergeant Slaughter, General Adnan, and Colonel Mustafa. Uh, General Adnan is... No, Mustafa is the Iron Sheik, isn't he? He is, yeah. Mustafa, yeah. yep. Who right. ironically was Iranian. Yes. Uh and Iran and uh and Iraq had literally been warring for the past few years. So he mm. was pretending to be a, a sympathizer for his actual 
is the country that is actually the enemy of his own country. Ridiculous, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, the other the other person involved then Adnan. Um, I didn't know masses about this guy, so he I was actually a... he was actually Iraqi. Yes, this is it. And so I did a little research, a little bit of digging, and he was pretty established as as a professional wrestler. Apparently, he was a very a, a very good footballer as well in Iraq. Yep. Um, and he went to what well, in this country in America it would be senior a secondary school, but here it's it's senior school or whatever a high school in America, isn't it? With mm-hmm. um, he was in the same class as Saddam Hussein. And when he so he was an actual supervisor yeah exactly and when he was um adnan sorry when he was establishing himself as a professional wrestler uh, in iraq and then going over to the states and japan and working as well saddam hussein started wanting him to put wrestling matches on in iraq so there's actual history of him booking andre the giant and general adnan beating andre the giant in iraq to try and show that Iraq is a uh, fantastic and superior over yeah, bringing a professional wrestling to the Middle East as well, way mm, yeah. before the WWE decided to milk it with the Saudi Arabia deal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a former WWF or WWF tag team champion as well with mm-hmm. Chief Strongbow, which is quite, quite quite spectacular. And he spent pretty much the whole of the eighties, barring one or two shots in Japan, wrestling for the AWA. Mm-hmm. Which he must have seen some sights there because he, he started with the AWA like 1980, 81, something like that. And he was still there in 89 when it basically went under. So yeah. that whole decade, he must have seen so much change and coming and going in the AWA territory. That must have been pretty interesting as well, mustn't it? Yeah. And and, and then when he come to the, the WF, he was all, he was almost like the, the spare wheel in mm. this in this feud. Um yeah. which is a little bit uh, but at the end of the day, it's a massive payday and uh, validation for his his wrestling um, career, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, there we go. Um, we have a special guest referee, and this yeah. is Sid Justice. Psycho oh, Sid, Sid Vicious, whatever. Don't he look fucking good here? Oh, he's he, ripped, isn't he? I get that he's, he wasn't the best wrestler. He didn't have the commitment for the business, but... He, if you were to draw a wrestler, mm. he would be so close to the perfect wrestler. He's just, he just looks like a, he's, he just looks like a god. He actually yeah. looks like a, an actual god, like carved out of granite. Um, he hadn't worked a match for the WWF at this point yet on television. He'd yeah. worked a few house shows. He, he made his debut on. Uh, an episode, I think it was an episode of Superstars or Primetime Wrestling or something like that, where he was announced as being the the guest referee. And vignettes ran for him uh, around this time as well. And he started wrestling after this particular event. And again, it was another attempt, I think, well, not I think from what I read and so on, of McMahon looking for his next Hogan. And yeah. Sid was the guy he was going to build to be the next big baby face. And we see here, don't we, Hogan giving, almost endorsing him at the end, which we'll come to shortly. Mm-hmm. But it's that thing that obviously Sid wanted to work heel. And you, I suppose you look back now and you think, you dumbass, why don't you just give it a go? The money you could have made with that behind you. The the, the problem with Sid was he he had one hour on making money in the rest of the business, but he then had another hour on the the little league off season or the softball off season. Yeah, this he is true. wasn't he wasn't committed to to wrestling mm. sports. Yeah, this is true. 
Um, we have some promos before the match begins, scattered throughout the pay-per-view. Uh, we have the, a promo from the Heels, first of all, and they're explaining that they might have a little bit of a surprise. Hogan and the Warrior are already outnumbered. Um, they're going to be even more outnumbered because we have a little bit of a surprise. We get a Sid interview with Sean Mooney. And, I mean, how early 90s announcer is Sean Mooney, by the way? Just the, Sean the Mooney's awesome. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not disputing that. The guy's fantastic. He's, he's, and, you know, and then Sean uh, shows uh, Sid, Sid Justice a bit of footage to show that he may be being a, being a bit of a snake, siding mm-hmm. with, uh, with uh, the, the, the triangle of terror. Yes, backstage footage from earlier in the day being used there. Um, the, the pay-per-view carries on, and eventually we get a promo interview segment from our babyface team. This is just after, Magsy, an advert, though. Did you see the advert for the, the pay-per-view coming in October? Hulk Hogan, The Real American Story. I and didn't. It's about- I skipped it. It's all about it. It was a big thing. It's the hottest ticket going, Grilla Monsoon was saying. Kids, you want to buy this pay-per-view? And Hogan plugs it himself. And apparently it's like the career and life of Hulk Hogan. I wonder how wow. that is. On well, pay-per-view. Yeah. Who the fuck would pay for that? I mean, I suppose in that in 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 this time period, he, he was massively popular. Yeah. He, he, he was wrestling. He was the he first. still crazy over, isn't he? You see him, <laughs> you see when he comes out and so on, and everything he did, the crowd are proper invested. But his star power, I think, is starting to is, is starting to fade a little bit at this point. His prime is maybe one or two years previous to this, in, <laughs> in my opinion. You gotta think by the time, and this is August of 91, Ric Flair's on his way in. It's only what six months away from the 92 Rumble. And then, of course, WrestleMania 8, Hogan steps away. And, and it, uh, I think this is almost like the, the farewell tour of Hogan as champion, yeah, isn't it? Mil- milking the the Hogan bandwagon for all it's worth. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, the the promo then from Hogan. It's fucking, um, it's stupid, isn't it? What it's are they shouting? Sh- lots of shouting. They, they end up like literally screaming in each other's face. And at one point, it's like they almost want to give each other a kiss. Yeah, it's it's erotic. Is screaming? It is. You see, it's a, you screaming is erotic. Is it? <laughs> That's we're, another T-shirt. We're getting. <laughs> not only is it another T-shirt, it's not an insight into what goes on in your house. Um, <laughs> um, the pop. What the entrance is then? Let's get to the entrances. The pot for the warrior and Hogan we'll get to in a moment. As you'd imagine, it is immense. But Sid comes out and gets a pretty good reaction. He does, and again yeah. looks insane. Then we get the trio of of our, our our heel company coming out, and you've got Sergeant Slaughter doing his Sergeant Slaughter shtick. He's shouting at the crowd, shouting at the cameras, um, and it's almost like I'm going to keep calling him the Iron Sheik. I can't help myself. It's almost like the Iron Sheik has been told everyone's going to march to the ring. <laughs> I had exactly the same thought. Like, and I, no other picture does the, it. I pictured the three of them like huddled up and, and sheik saying that, yeah, we'll, we'll do this march and, and slaughter and, and then winking at each other. Yeah. Because he's literally in the middle. The only one doing it, he looks like a beefed up bushwhacker. Doesn't he? he looks like a bushwhacker that can't bend his arms at the elbow. He is it's a bush. Like, I mean, he can't bend at the elbow or the knees. 
Yeah. It's not a good Literally, look, is it? it's no, but he looked a bit of a pillar. And Adnan behind him, not even following suit, just yeah. Poor <laughs> Sheik. Poor uh, Sheik. The reaction for the warrior when that first bit of music hits is and also fantastic entrance theme of course i, I love the warriors entrance theme it's so it's iconic. so energetic yeah yeah and he runs to the ring does his usual his usual get up there and the crowd still love this guy even yeah, though the experiment yeah exactly the experiment of of him being the top guy probably didn't quite work he dropped the belt to slaughter at the rumble obviously mm-hmm. but that he's still here at this point he is still number two in the company i would think he's probably yeah. above savage at this point would you say max yeah. or is savage no he's definitely number two um okay. and I, I i would suggest in in terms of merchandise uh popularity yeah he, it was hogan then warrior then everybody else yeah yeah fair enough um the pot for the warrior is only beaten by the pot for hogan Madison Square Garden on this August night. They love this guy. They do. But I mean, the storyline is as ridiculous as it is. uh, It it plays into everything that Hogan stands for. Um, And it it makes him the ultimate babyface. So, yeah, the the pop is absolutely unreal. Um, The match (laughs) goes to begin. And Sid, the guest referee, calls for the bell. And then he calls for it again. And I believe he even calls for the bell a third time. The bell never rings, so he just looks a complete mug, which and I got a little a bit of a grin out of. He looks a mugging quite a lot, quite a lot of this this match, to be quite fair. But I don't think rest, uh, wrestling refereeing was his forte. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter start, and I'll tell you what, I was impressed by Sergeant Slaughter here. He carried I, the, he carried the match. There's yeah. no ifs, ands, or buts. Slaughter, Slaughter is the MVP of this match. Oh, um, it 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 starts in typical eighties um, wrestling style, though, where it takes forever for the first lockup. It takes forever for the first wrestling move. Um, and we've spoke before about how Jerry Lawler and Ric Flair were experts at doing this. Um, holding off uh, and and basically giving um making the fans erupt before actually starting starting the match and, and doing as little as possible uh, and maximizing um the 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 energy that they get out of it but this goes way too far hogan uh, slaughter it's about five minutes into the match before anything of not actually happens yeah, there's just so much theatrics. I mean, there's a point where Slaughter's uh, wants to whip um, whip Hogan with a strap, and Sid asks, Sid takes it off him and and throws it onto the floor. It's just it dr- dragged out the start. I don't understand why because you want to build that that uh, fever pitch up, but yeah, it's uh, it does it does take a long time for this match to get going. It does. Um, you you got to remember as well they're not on last. No, the wedding there's, a, there's a whole wedding on last. Yeah, yeah. So they must know that there's a, there's a time restraint. To, obviously, going on last. Do you a time think Hogan well, gives but... a fuck about the time for everyone else? No, you're probably wrong. Absolutely probably right. not. I don't think that he was even meant to do the thing at the end. No, but he did it anyway because Hogan is a, a pausing prick who has to be the center of attention, and he's a fucking well, liar. 
Yeah. 60 lies I've collected about that bastard. <laughs> 60. <laughs> 60 lies. Uh, um, Slaughter takes a crazy bump into the corner when he's Irish. Jesus! That I was forgot immense. that this happened. Um, he, he very nearly headbutts the, the actual metal pole. Yeah. Uh, and the camera is right up to the, 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 the post as well. Um, and I, I think it's Roddy Piper on commentary uh, makes a point that uh, we're getting up close to to the action, but Jesus, he he shot into that corner so hard it was mm. it looked British. It looked like something Flair would have done when he wanted to blade. Yeah, it looked. I, you would have expected Slaughter to be ble- to be bleeding after that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hogan comes off the middle rope here of an axe handle. We don't see that very often, do we? <laughs> Can you imagine if if it was Sid and his leg broke? <laughs> okay, <laughs> he wouldn't be. Hogan wouldn't be able to do the atomic leg drop afterwards. It'd be oh, awful. Yeah, what a what a miss that would be. It does an axe handle, yeah, and and the crowd go mental for it. It's yeah. the, a very basic wrestling move. I mean, this shows how how much Hogan he gives so little in the ring that they got. The the crowd went mad when he climbed the middle rope, like yeah high off the off the floor. Did an axe handle, and it was the best thing in wrestling for that crowd. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, he gets a two count from it, but Slaughter doesn't kick out, and it's a long, slow two count because uh, <laughs> Iron Sheik and General He's Ad- not in the best condition. Iron Sheik, no, he, he takes a while to get into that ring. They're coming into the ring to break up the count, but they are moving incredibly slowly, aren't they? And I think Sid at one point has to slow down his count just so they get there. Sid there, looking at his watch, that shit. <laughs> oh dear. Um, we get into the corner then, and Hogan being Hogan. I mean, Hogan always wrestled as a heel, even before he turned heel. Hogan's in the corner, and as always with Hogan, clenched fists one, two, three, four, and all that. Sid steps in there and breaks. No, you can't do that. No clenched fists. Let him out the corner. Sid does this quite uh, a lot as well uh, during the match. I mean, the the Hogan bit. He's meant to give the the five count. He uh, he interrupts after I think uh, three. Then tells Hogan he's got the five count, and that if he carries on, uh, he'll send him to the back. Then Hogan does it again, and he Sid instantly jumps in. He doesn't stick to the five count mm. rule at all, and then threatens Hogan. Yeah, he's, uh, he does it with, uh, I think, every member of the Triangle of Terror. He threatens to send him to the back, which I don't... Surely it would just be a disqualification, and the whole yeah. match would be thrown out, not... They're not ref. They're not uh, managers. You can't send them the send them away. They're in this match, Sid. He just didn't know his job at all. No, totally. It, it just there were moments I thought Sid's doing great here, but they were sort of very few and far between. And in Dead between those shit in, the bed. <laughs> in between <laughs> those moments, I looked at him and I thought he really doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. Like the proper yeah. deer in headlights expression on his face, you know? It's almost like he had a lab mark in front of him and he had to say a promo. He was, yeah. that, <laughs> <laughs> was that out of his depth. Uh, um, if, you're, uh, if your particular taste in professional wrestling is, um, you know, you enjoy back rakes, then this next <laughs> moment is for you because General Jesus Adnan tags in God. and it seems like it's the only move he ever fucking learned. He must do 20 of these back rakes. He even does them when he's on the way out of the ring. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, and Iron Sheik's taking over. He just gets another one in for good measure to make sure that people know he's the king of the bat race. Jesus Christ. He he scratches the shit out of Hogan's back. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, Iron Sheik, Mustafa, he, he tags in. And we see a, real, a pretty good gut wrench suplex, to be fair. I thought that was quite spectacular. Yeah. That, that, that was, was, that that was And that tied him out. So that yeah. was pretty much the end of his wrestling goes for Rest the whole the, time. Yeah. <laughs> camel clutch time. Yes, the camel clutch is applied but soon broken up. Yeah, um, and did you see how it was broken up? Warrior boy. comes into the ring and just volleys <laughs> Sheik <laughs> in the back of the head. He literally <laughs> just boots his head clean off. It's oh, horrific. Dear. Um, we get the first moment here teasing about which way Sid is going to go, don't we? Because there's an Irish whip by Sergeant Slaughter. He sends Hogan, who by this, bear in mind, he has had his back raked. He's had this suplex. He's been in the camel clutch. He's selling as well as Hogan can sell. Um, and he bumps into Sid. All of that selling goes out the window. He stops. Yeah. <laughs> stands up, I'm okay now. And they have a little bit of a stare off and the crowd are reacting a little bit to this as well. And I'm, at this point, I'm thinking... This is interesting. What are the story? What is the story they're trying to tell? Because at this point, as far as I know, Sid is earmarked to be the next big babyface, and they want Hogan to endorse him. Mm-hmm. So why are they teasing they may have a scrap? I don't quite get that. Because Hogan wants to be the fucking center of attention. He wasn't ah. happy that that Sid was meant to come out of this looking looking good. So he had to he had to orchestrate some uh, some. Some story that he could go to Vince with and say, yeah, Sid doesn't work for me, brother. So he could keep his fucking spot at the top of wrestling like the wanker that he is. I, you know, I don't hold back, Magsy. Say what you really think, you know. He's um, a fucking liar. <laughs> 60 lars I pulled out today. Well, no, uh, 15 of them from a few weeks ago, but 45 lads in today alone. The amount of typing for notes I've had to do because of that fucking bald-headed orange bastard. <laughs> Stop telling lies, Hogan. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so I just slaughter goes to the top rope, which I thought was really <laughs> odd. Uh, the warrior just shoves him off, though, and he takes quite a pretty yeah. spectacular bump from that as well, doesn't he? It does. I mean, Slaughter, well, he, he was the Will Ospreay of this match. <laughs> he was the Daniel Bryan of this match. Uh, I think, I, I don't know what's in that beaker you keep sipping from, but I think, is it Benedictine <laughs> or whatever? It's, it's got... <laughs> um, I think here we see as well, I don't know if this is intentional. I'm going to assume that you're going to say it is because, you know, it puts Hogan in a bad light, but the big thing for me with, with tag team wrestling, one of the biggest moments in a tag team match is when the babyface team gets that hot tag. Yep. The whole match can be structured around that moment. Now, we get two of those in this match. The first one is here. Hogan is getting beaten down. Um, he gets the hot tag to the Warrior, but it's done in a really poor way where it's not obvious the tag has been made. Hogan is still trying to hold off an opponent at the same time. So the warrior doesn't get that pop, that reaction of the hot tag. Whereas later on, when we see the warrior making the hot tag to Hogan, pretty much towards the the finish of the match, that's done more traditionally, for want of a better phrase, Magsy. And we see the hot tag and the crowd go crazy because the tag has been made. And I think the difference in those two moments really, really stands out to me. 
the difference in those two moments is is Hogan. He wasn't getting the the pop, so he was doing everything to sabotage the other pop. He's a tosser. Hogan is a tosser, and he did it on purpose. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you so fired up about Hulk Hogan before. I know you're not a massive fan, but this is like a different level. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just now I'm older and I can understand how political he actually was mm-hmm. and how he he would just do the 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 more snad underhanded stuff to make sure he looked like the the star he couldn't let anybody else even get any any kind of glory or or spotlight yeah he's just he's a prick he was an absolute prick but then just playing devil's advocate for a moment then is that not what the top guy 95% of the time in wrestling has always done because Hogan made so much more money than everyone else in professional wrestling up to this point. He's going to protect that position, but at the same time, I think he's going to be allowed to do these things because he made the company so much money. And we've tried the warrior. We've tried Savage after he won the tournament in, in, after WrestleMania four. We've tried alternatives to Hogan since the first WrestleMania and it's never worked. And we've gone back to Hogan. Can you kind of? I, I think you can kind of see why McMahon and Hogan would protect that position. Yep, I, I get that uh, that point. But if you look at the the most successful period in in WWE's or WWF's uh, history uh, in terms of of money, it was when there were multiple people who could be that top guy. You look at the attitude mm-hmm. era. There, you've got. Uh, Triple H, you've got Austin, you've got The Rock, you've got a group of, you've got Taker, Ken, you've got a group of people who none of them look out of place as the yeah. top guy. Okay. In this period, and then uh, kind of like the the wrestling we've got now, there's one top guy, and then there's a pyramid vying for, for second place, and you put all your eggs in that one basket. You you have one wrestler at the top and not have him elevate other wrestlers to his position. You, if something ever happens to that one wrestler, as we saw when he disappears for for months and months on end, the business falls flat because you haven't built those stars to to take that place. Um, yeah. And Hogan's part in that was that he wouldn't help build other stars because of his fear of losing his spot. He wanted to be the guy, um, but he didn't have anybody who was on his level. And he he's a big part of that bad, just being as underhanded and snide as he was. Mm. I mean, I don't, like I said, I was just playing devil's advocate. I completely 100% agree with you. Well, don't do it but- again. All right, fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on with it. <laughs> uh, look at that. That sounded that was great. That was really professional back and forth. And now you're telling me don't do it again. That was good. Yeah, content. don't ever be professional on this show. <laughs> I won't stand for it. Uh, um the, the heels beat down the warrior for a while before we get that hot tag that I mentioned that you know the warrior makes to Hogan and Hogan gets the reaction and then everyone's in the ring and it gets a bit crazy and everyone's sort of scrapping away and Sid's splailing around all over the place, not really knowing what he's doing. Um, the ultimate warrior then goes to the outside and randomly grabs a chair. To which and, point- cha- and chases off the yeah. Adnan and Mustafa. Yeah. 
And then Sid, doing his job, starts to count. Hogan, the cheating twat that he is, throws um, salt, flour, cocaine, alk, cocaine in the <laughs> ass of Slaughter. So he's a heel doing heelish yeah. tactics. Uh, and Sid then stops doing the, the counting, turns around and does the fastest count Sid, well, ever. Yeah. I will call it in his in his uh, promo. He says, "I will call this straight down the line. Um, justice will be served." The minute Hogan gets a chance for a pin, he he's bang 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 match over. He's a mm. fuck. Sid was was a liar. He was he was just <laughs> under <laughs> Hogan's thumb. Ridiculous. He was buttering up Hogan. Yes, Sid, we're going to make you the next big star, brother. Oh, thank you, Mister Hogan. Thank you. Is that how do everything signs? that I tell you? Okay, I will. Sid yeah, sounds like that. That's Sid's actual voice. Uh, okay. Okay, fair enough. Uh, he blew it at WrestleMania 13, though, when he shit his pants in the main event, didn't he? <laughs> then blew it again when he broke his leg doing it, copying Hogan's axe handle off the top rope. That was what it was. Rope, it? Sorry. Yeah. He, exactly. he looked back to this moment and thought. Yeah, he looked back to SummerSlam 91 and thought, you know what? Hogan got a pop for that. Why have I thought of this before? I'm going to have a go. <laughs> oh, no. I instantly regret this. <laughs> My whole leg from the shin down has turned to blamange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, this is where we get a little bit of confusion because, well, not confusion, a, a little bit of uncertainty as to what's going on. Hogan's won the match. But he's almost won this three on two, you know, match made in hell thing. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like it's a singles contest at the end because we've got mm-hmm. one heel wrestler, one babyface wrestler. Hogan's won it on his Todd. The Warriors disappeared. And I'm thinking, okay, the Warriors are going to come back at any moment and they're going to celebrate their win. But that doesn't happen because apparently the Warrior, as soon as he went through the curtain, was basically fired by Vince McMahon, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. Pretty much. <laughs> um, uh, well deserved as well, to be yes, fair. Yeah, I mean, the, the story goes that a month before the pay-per-view, apparently, the Warrior ha- sent an, an official letter, I don't know if it was via his solicitor or whatever it may well be, requesting um, various different things are said online about what he requested, but the, the ones that seem to cross over to everyone's account is that he wanted an extra half a million dollars a year. Or he was going to Norshaw. Which is... A lot of money. He also then wanted a reduced and set schedule, specific dates he can work throughout the year, and there's no leeway on that. And there was other bits and bobs as well, merchandise. He wanted a higher percentage of merchandise and all this sort of stuff. Or he wasn't going to turn up. Now this had been built up, you know, with Sid's debut and all that sort of stuff. The storylines going into it, and, and you got to think as well. This match, Hogan and Warrior versus these three, Slaughter especially, it begins way back mm-hmm. because the warrior is your champion at the Royal Rumble who drops it to Slaughter. Slaughter then drops it to Hogan and then Slaughter brings in other people and then Hogan goes and recruits the warrior. So there's a, it's, it's almost like an eight month long. Yeah. Storylines may be a stretch, but an eight month long theme running throughout yeah, their pay-per-views and, and, this year. And this is a, a time before monthly pay-per-views where storylines can be done and dusted in a matter of four weeks. So, the build to this, mm. to the to the the second biggest pay per view of the year, yes, and 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 Warrior attempt well essentially held up Vince 
uh, for ransom. Now Vince did cut him that five hundred thousand uh, dollar check, but then sacked his ass literally the minute he walked through the curtain. So yeah, that's why he didn't come back. So, but instead, Hogan calls back the referee. Yeah. And rips his shirt off in a kind of homoerotic moment, doesn't he? And gets him to pause. Yeah. Get, and, it, and and I bet when he did that, Hogan straight away thought, shit, shouldn't have done that. Oh, it's yeah. Fuck this fantastic. up. Fantastic. <laughs> Sid is better than I do. He's yeah. getting bigger pops than me. Yeah. And then he went backstage and buried him to Vince. And I said, he broke my neck whilst doing that three count, Vince. He's not safe. You should give me the towel. He's the reason I didn't get to play bass for the Rolling Stones. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Sid as well, though, it's, it's, it's good to see that his inability to master the whole spinning your hand around and cupping your ear started way back here. That mm-hmm. seems to go throughout his whole career. He doesn't master it at WrestleMania 8. Anytime in WCW when he crosses paths with Hogan, he tries to mock him and can't quite get it right either. There's a lot of finger pointing. And- he, he, he can't even pause properly. No. <laughs> I mean, as, as, a, as a, a kid at this time, Everybody had Hogan's pause down. Everybody knew uh, the routine. Sid, yep. Sid got it wrong. He, he, he did the wrong pause. He was just, yeah, he was a fucking idiot, isn't he? <laughs> there's, no, there's no brains underneath that, that super noodle wig, is there? Oh, dear me. Have we, have, 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 did you want to watch EastEnders tonight or something? And that's going early as far <laughs> as you are. Some, someone's pissed on your chips I, here. I've it? missed University Challenge for this bollocks. Well, I actually know Burnley are playing, aren't they? They are, yeah. Against well, Forest, finish, yeah. Looking for looking for their first point. Interesting. I don't know why they've got on. I don't. I don't want you to check because if they've lost, if you're fired up already, if they if they've lost, I don't want. I don't want to see you you escalate even further. To be fair, it's a point. Okay, there we go. Anyway, Maxi, out of ten. What are we thinking? It's it's very basic. It's not even basic wrestling. This is this is wrestling that you would learn on the first day of of wrestling school. There are far too many back rakes for my liking. Hogan is a prick. Warrior uh, is a prick. Sergeant Slaughter is the best thing in this match by a million miles. It gets a one from me. Why a one? That's very low. I mean, it justifiable, but just yeah, justifiable. I mean, you say that it's really stripped back, simple wrestling that you learn on the first and all this sort of stuff. But the crowd are going mental for it. The crowd are going absolutely insane for everything they're doing. Is this lazy or is this clever? This, I mean, yeah, I understand that. It is. It's clever in the fact that they've got such a massive reaction and so many people invested uh, in a match with one wrestler who can go in the ring out of five. That's that's brilliant that, that they can sell it. But looking at it in 2023, this was a one match. Man. It, it was horror. It was, I'm glad it was just 12 minutes because any longer and I would have been that's ripping me out. Yeah. It felt longer than that. It, it did. Yeah. It, it was, it was awful. There's about two minutes of wrestling in a 12 minute match. Mm. Uh, I've got a smidge higher, Magsy. I've got a two point five. Okay. So, but yeah, it is shit. It's very, very shit. It's very shit. The best bit about this, I'll tell you what the best bit about this is: hearing the Warriors' music and that crowd pop, 
and then hearing Hogan's music and that great pop. Those are the best bits of this match. Yeah. After that, turn it fucking off. Yeah. In the the whole wrestling part and the bell rung, as uh, Bruce Pritchard likes to say, mm. basically. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, so we have a quick scan through the chat now, or should we? Let's do our links first and then dive into the chat afterwards because they might have I mean, something to say. Because, because that's what we do every week. So why break the habit of the last time? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Maxie, where do you want to go next week? <laughs> so I felt really sorry for a certain member of the CWF. Uh, poor Dan Griffin was looking forward to a Bret Hart match. I mean, we all know how much that guy gets a stiffer for the hitman. So I felt really bad that, that he didn't get that that match. So I thought that we would get some Bret Hart in there by hook or by crook. He may not like the Bret Hart that we get in here though, because I wanted a match that had Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan together. Uh, and there are very few of them, mm-hmm. but in WCW, they did cross paths. They did team up. Yeah. Uh, and at the great American bash. 19- oh, Maxi coffin has got up. It's Turk two hours 10 minutes to get that so i think that's progress mate it's normally you're dying within 10 seconds it's the thought of another hogan match <laughs> even saying hogan then he's strained <laughs> anyway uh, you good yeah i think so ah, hogan just makes me sick um, great american bash what year great american bash 1998 the wcw slash nwo version of it and we've got the nwo hollywood with Bret Hart and Hollywood Hogan taking on Randy Savage and Rowdy Roddy Piper. So, Hart that's the and match. Hogan. A Bret Hart match and linked to Hulk Hogan. Versus Savage and Piper. So, a very WWF heavy match in WCW, isn't it? It is, yeah, pretty much. That's it's, pretty it's crazy. everything it, really? that WCW stood for. Take... Yeah old people from WWF and milk them till they were dead <laughs> for goodness sake I think we need to wrap this up soon so you can go to bed um, <laughs> I mean uh, to be fair two of them are actually very dead they are they're not even a little bit they are very dead one of them uh, had his brains kicked out by uh, Goldberg and has never been the same and the other one just shits lies for a living so <laughs> anyway um <laughs> it will surprise you not in the least magsy that i too have gone wcw i'm surprised it go barry windham like no somewhere no. link it to the the uwf the uwf jeans i think it's windham might be on this card but it's not who i'm going with it's not who i'm going with i i thought Looking at this match today, there's a lot of silliness there. There's a lot of daftness surrounding what we're doing. And there we go. The ticker across the bottom of all the fucking barriers that you say are better than Barry Windham. Bloody hell. I need to delete this. <laughs> I 
keep forgetting. I'll just put it back on. But anyway, uh, I thought this would be bullshit. You went then. Did I go? Did I, did I use my internet, or am I, am I here? Am I back? This is this is all you. This is all you. Okay, but everyone can hear me now. Yes. I mean, I can. That's enough as as we need. Fair enough. Um, I, I thought to myself, what is the most one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in professional wrestling? You know, to go along with this this trio of terror and all this sort of nonsense, and then Sid as the ref. It's just a load of silly nonsense. What is really, really daft? And what could I possibly link to? So I thought initially I'll go with Sid because there's something bound to be daft with Sid. Quite an easy link there, so, somewhere along the line. And that took me down the road to the four horsemen and when he was in the horsemen and so on. So from there, I would like to use Sid and the four horsemen as the link. And uh, head the, to... the four horsemen wasn't in this match, or you mean you just want to use Sid as the link? You pedantic bastard. Yes, well, okay. Wh- where was Arn Anderson and fucking Tully Blanchard in this match? Right. Unless Listen, he was wearing I mean, a general Adnan <laughs> face mask. <laughs> and, they made and, those. <laughs> and Arn Anderson learnt the camel cutch on the fly, then they, them two were in this match. Although Sergeant Slaughter did do the Ric Flair post bump, so perhaps these were the four horsemen like, like moonlighting. First of all, Arn Anderson would never need to learn the camel club. If anything, he taught oh Adnan that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny because it was uh, Iron Sheik that did it. So, well, fair enough. Um, yes. Okay. So the link there, I, I can go via he that route. Taught, he want. taught Adnan how to back rake, and that's all he learned. There we go. Um, Sid is the link. Sid was once in the Four Horsemen. There we go. You happy with that? Like, that makes more sense. Yeah. Fuck me. Can we keep those um, ducks in a row. The Sid version of the Four Horsemen uh, was 1990. So I thought, so it really daft and stupid. Uh, the match I'd like to look at, first of all, is for the world title, main events of the pay-per-view. It's Lex Luger versus Ric Flair in a steel cage. It's very, very good. However, I want to also cover what's going on around this match with the Horseman and Sting, who is injured at this time. This is the pay-per-view with Robocop. And we're not it's covered that before. so shit. I don't we've think so. Covered, we've spoke. I'm sure we've spoke about this. We've not covered Luger Flair. Okay. Vote man, please, people. <laughs> but those are your options. We know. For the in fact, man's bad as well. It's yeah. 1998 WCW. Let's be fair. There's a lot of good in 1998 WCW. You just yeah, haven't picked but it. None of it contained Hulk Hogan, did it? <laughs> brother brother oh dear me those are your links for next week's chain wrestling live uh make sure you're voting in the poll etc on twitter and so on when the poll goes up later in the week you have the option of wcw in the i suppose attitude nwo-esque era the great american bash 1998 where we see brett the hitman Hart teaming with hulk hogan taking on randy savage and roddy piper Mm-hmm. Or we head back to Capital Combat 1990, Lex Luger versus Ric Flair in a cage for the world title when Luger could still really go. And Flair was probably at his peak as well, but also Robocop, Arn Anderson running away from Robocop, and Robocop being really short. And also nearly falling over. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Which they were absolutely terrified about because there's no way he could have got back up he and it would have damaged him. Yeah. 
Oh, there we go. Those are your options, which, like I said, vote in the poll and it's up later in the week at chain underscore wrestling on Twitter. Maxi, should we dive into the chat before we depart this evening? Yes, we shall. So uh, Dan Griffin is gonna he's gonna dominate this uh, this last uh, run into the chat. He says um, says a lot when Sergeant Slaughter is your work rate guy at this stage of his career. Yeah, he really? says that's why this match deserved a one. It was horrific. Um, Dan also says the rules of are what the master and ruler of the world. <laughs> Was he the master rule of the world at this time? I mean, was this this was Sid Justice, weren't it? Where mm. it was justice will be served. I don't think he was doing the whole "I'm the man who ruled." That was Sarko Sid, weren't it? But yeah, yeah. did still, he do it? He, he didn't do it in WCW at all, did he? He did. Yeah, he, he was the. Was he not? He, I was think he the took Millennium. It back to w, yeah, he took it back to WCW with him, didn't he? But yeah, it was WWF yeah. first. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sar auditioning for Good Cop Bad Cop by playing Devil's Advocate. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Um, Dan says, this match is that bad that I forgot that I covered with Mags back in the old uh, That 90s Wrestling Podcast days. Yeah, we've covered some shit on that. That That's your <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, hopefully, it'll make a comeback sooner rather than later. Dan then says, the bits with Brett, Savage and Piper will be good. Cheers, Mags. See, always thinking about, about you, Dan. Uh, unlike Sarah, who couldn't wait to get away from Bret Hart, to be fair. Uh, but then Dan says, does sound like a good shout for a 50 No, it does not. No. Nobody wants to see us talk about both these showers of shit. Never mind, <laughs> just one of them. Oh, dear me. But there you go. That's everything in the chat, is it? Yeah, okay. It Great is. stuff. All right, Magsy, before we depart then, John, let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online. Yep. You can find me on TikTok at PodFarmerMags. You can pretend to find me on um, Twitter, x.com, at PodFarmerMags. Probably won't reply, though, because I'm an ignorant AF. Uh, but, yeah, uh, most of the time you can find me here every Monday on uh, Chain Wrestling with this beautiful bastard. Oh, thanks, mate. Because of all the grief you give me for the last two and a half hours, just yeah, I thought I'd balance that's it out. Lovely, yeah. Cheers. Yeah, I thought about Samus pause. I thought that's what we'd go with. There you go. Um, <laughs> Never pause again. No, Never, ever do that again. As soon as I did that, I was like, "That was a bad yeah. move." Oh. <laughs> that was that Sid Sid level of pausing. Don't oh. don't rip your top off as well. I won't, mate. I like this T-shirt too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything I'm involved in, you can, as always, find it by the network that carries this show. So that's at SJP World Media on Facebook and Twitter and all your podcast players, platforms, and providers. And loads of shows. Too much to talk about on here. It takes too long, you know. Um, we've got the HBK pod now. We've got the Safe Place sessions that, you know, so much. Just brilliant stuff, left, right, and center. Make sure you're diving in and checking out. Live coverage of Premier League football as well alternative commentary brought to us by the volley uh what have we got here at the bottom here mr mags saying babylon 5 podcast coming soon no it's not it's it's not it's just not gonna happen i bet we can will it into existence But most importantly, you can follow this show on Facebook and Twitter at chain underscore wrestling Yes, make sure you're getting involved there. Magsy, I'm off now to go downstairs and make sure there's bread left for my sandwiches and that bastard cat hasn't had it all. I'll speak to you next week, my friend. Second time you've been called a bastard today.
Oops, I haven't pressed the audio. There we go. 